Oh, anyone have any sports bets? It's a sports betting podcast. Uh, I got nothing. I'm off. Um, well, uh, Bo Nickel, he's fighting this weekend. 290, like, and, he, and his guy scratched, so he's got to be like... He's like minus the two, craziest odds. 2,500 yeah, so like, or something. Yeah, so Put I the house go, on him? Put the house on like him to win by submission. <laughs> okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to... Now oh, that's garbage media production. We got a red on it as well. We're pulling super colds all day. Podcasting. Champion of the world. It's Happy Hour, your no! favorite podcast. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Now! Introducing your hosts, Snake and Trav. The garbage. What is up? It's Happy Hour, episode 39. I am Snake, that is Trav. And with us today, it's a guest episode. Uh, first, first ever recurring guest, Trav, I think. Does he win that award? Oh, he's, he's holding up a three. <laughs> I think he's, I was going to say, I think You've he's already, already been on twice. All right. Welcome back to yeah. the program again, again, Kinger. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, Kinger's definitely the only one that's been on three times. Has anyone else even been on twice? Uh, me and you. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not sure. What about uh, Cuz? Cuz uh, was on twice, technically, wasn't he? Did this pod start? Well, if we want to get. Real specific, we had the bowl previews. There was two of those, I saying. think. Well, I was going to say, we had the bowl preview, and then we also had Ohio State hate weeks. So I think Cuz was on there twice as well. Technically three episodes, so Kinger's Technically tied. three, okay. Yeah, so it's, he's for, in uncharted territory there. Tied for All right, lead. good call, though. Good natural technicality. But welcome back to the program, Kinger. Uh, we just discussed the rundown here to get to. Full slate. I think we better get right into it. Let's let's kick us off here. Uh, oh, I actually almost skipped over the number. Episode thirty nine. I have one athlete and one athlete only in mind again. Stephen Jackson. Stephen. Stephen Jackson. That's what I had. Yeah. But more specifically, Stephen Jackson. Stephen, the Ball State guy that <laughs> tries to say <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Jackson, the Indiana Pacer, and he calls him Stephen Jackson. Stephen. Uh, that's all I had. <laughs> Thirty nine is a tough one too. We're getting into some was, weird numbers here. I wasn't sure where you were going there because you just <laughs> your joke was like about a different Stephen Jackson. So I was very confused. I got you though. Yeah, I I'll like never, that. I'll never take the name Stephen Jackson uh, seriously again. All right, <laughs> let let's get into it though. How was your weekend, brothers? Fourth of July weekend. We'll start with you, Kinger. Do Do you have all your appendages? Did you celebrate hard? America, you had your. You had your American flag tank top on and all that good stuff. Yeah, honestly, uh, nothing too too exciting on my end. Uh, I mean, I did I did a little little solo vacation down to uh, Austin for a few days, kind of over the weekend. Um, yeah, checking out the city, kind of doing my own thing there, which was, which was nice. Um, Never do have been. one story one story from that trip that kind of. I was checking out some different neighborhoods and there was one in particular. So I'm walking to dinner the one night. 
wasn't too far from my Airbnb, which is kind of walking, had my headphones in, listening to some music and, you know, had my phone in my hand and started getting into a pretty, uh, you know, seedy area, I would call it a little issue, you know, a little, little rundown, <laughs> quite a few homeless around me. And I was like, okay, you know, just kind of walking. I only have to go about, it wasn't that far, maybe six blocks, seven blocks, something like that. Did you say seedy? Yeah. Seedy. I think that's a good term for it. Right. Okay. Little, like, yeah. Like that sounds open for interpretation. Uh, okay, yeah, because yeah, I, I wasn't even sure if it was like an acronym, like he was saying the letter C and D, and I started trying oh. to put that together. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, like just like, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to be walking by yourself there. Luckily, I mean, it's like <laughs> five in the afternoon. It's not even like late. It's not late night or anything. It's five, six o'clock. Right. Um, anyways, walking, start seeing quite a few homeless around me kind of popping up and they're distracting me a little bit. And I came around, there was like a blind alleyway. Came around, I didn't really come around the corner. I was just walking down the street, came into this blind alleyway, and there was about five dudes there in this alleyway. Two of them laying on the ground with something in their arm, three of them standing up. All five of them turn and look at me right as I came around that. What were they doing? Corner. Playing Math 24 or something? Yeah, they were studying up for <laughs> SATs. Um, but they. It's a weird place to study. Yeah, it was strange. And I thought 100% I was about to get mugged. <laughs> like that was that was most confident I've ever been in my life. Like I was just like these five guys just looked at me. I'm holding my phone in my hand. How how far are you into the alley at this point? Deep? Or? No, no, no. I'm walking just, down the street. I'm kind of like passing this alleyway that was like a kind of a blind. Ah, uh, okay. So you just took a nice gander down. Into room yeah, and, yeah. Came into, came into view. These guys all turned, looked at me. I looked at them. And I just <laughs> kept walking, but there was just like an assurance that these guys are coming towards me right now i thought <laughs> kinger it's not i kept walking acting normal trying to you know whatever yeah yeah it's but that then, scene uh it's that scene from the town where uh the cop drives by the the guy's like robbing the <laughs> bank and he just goes like this with his head that's what i'm picturing yeah, <laughs> yeah they're all wearing the just, nun costume so kinger's turns his- kinger's the nun <laughs> no kinger's the cop staring at yeah. the nuns yeah yeah. And then just turns his head, which is <laughs> kept moving. Metaphoric, metaphorical or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And as I kept walking there, it was kind of all happened pretty quickly. But then I had the second thought and I realized the one guy standing there, this guy was homeless Derrick Henry. I mean, this man <laughs> was a monster, like stand there without a shirt on. And my mind went straight to like, we might have like a blindside situation here. And I might get, you know, Coach Franklin might give me season tickets in a box for the rest of my life. If I can find a way to get this guy up to state college. Six, three, two forty seven. Derek. What's his, what's his comps similar? Yeah. I mean, obviously quick look at him. We'll have to get him some, uh, some actual measurables on this guy, but it was, it was, it was pretty unbelievable. Obviously, you can tell why I was a little bit nervous for sure. Shirt shirtless, shirtless. I mean, yeah, this guy like yoked. Do I don't know where ha- he's working out. Do you think out. he has college eligibility? I he sure dare, wasn't I like Vince Young or something. College el- or eligibility. I do not think this guy used that up and now is on the streets. I'm pretty and sure he's. I, I was thinking more age wise. You're thinking you're thinking twenty, twenty ish. Yeah, I mean like. <laughs> Your eligibility years that doesn't have like a no. There's older guys that kick and stuff, right? You, yeah, you but yeah. those running high. running backs' knees will get bad in their upper twenties. So, 
I guess his are fresh. I'm telling you, this guy could play. I don't care where you put him. He doesn't have to be a running back. He could put him on the D-line, and that quarterback <laughs> would be scared for his life, just as scared as I was having a mug. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, uh, does this continue, or is that pretty much it? Did When was the grace period of, like, holy shit, I'm not going to die? A couple minutes? Yeah. I mean, no. It, it, I mean, it was, it was literally a few more steps. I kept looking over <laughs> my shoulder, just making sure no one was tracking me, and I, I think – Whatever you know, whatever they had stuck in their arms, that probably they're probably like immobile at that point. Probably if they wanted to chase me, they probably couldn't, you know, put that together. But yeah, you get that guy. I mean, let alone nil, just give him some TLC and a full square meal, and he's going to be running, running down freaking anyone. Yeah, that guy. He's well, probably still there. I might go back. Yeah, I was going to say. Sure. I hope you made note of the alleyway in case. Oh, I, I can't forget where that one was. Yeah, that that's ingrained in my in my my brain forever. But yeah, so other than that, that was my Fourth of July. Nothing too uh, exciting after that. What were you guys? That's, that's Ooh, pretty tough. Um, that's tough. See, uh, yeah, fortunately, I just had about ten minutes to think through my answer there and what I did this past weekend. But I don't really remember. I guess I remember what I did on Tuesday. Oh, we actually went to the same people's house on Tuesday as we did on Sunday. So uh, nice little uh, outdoor gatherings on both days. Um, uh, nothing nothing st- too crazy, Stereotypical, man. Trav? You fire a grill, dogs? Grill, grill dogs. Nice. Uh, yeah. Do- we, we brought the dogs. All the dogs are running around. Oh, those um, dogs and hot dogs. Yeah. Just heard some fireworks going off just unquestionably close to the house. This was like a neighborhood, too. Um yeah, that uh, it was it was good though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I also got some of those fireworks going off like in the alleyway, you know, a house down. That's like we're it, it's pretty tight here in Chicago. It's uh, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of that going on. But are you a are you a fireworks guy, Kinger? No, like I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> and like sitting out a blanket to st- sit in a crowd and watching fireworks off in the yeah. distance. That's not my. That really lost everyone. its luster over the last five years for me i'm like i can't even believe i used to want to go do that like right you get all so, fired up to go set off all the cheap fireworks you bought at like that corner stand down on was down 62 or whatever that was i don't understand yeah i don't i don't get it i don't get it why, why people get their rocks off to that i really don't just <laughs> like a city or, yeah it's just a loud bang and then you get like the recourse off the off the buildings and stuff like that just like the reverb or whatever and then Loud, yeah, just loud noises. And then it's just crowds, colors. People went there, and then all, everyone has to walk somewhere else to get their car. Traffic's just horrendous. Even in like Warren, like the traffic would take you <laughs> ten times as long. It's actually that hard. Way. That's actually hard to believe about. I can picture my, I can picture Big D like complaining about like a waiting in a fifteen minute line to get out of Bet's parking. Oh lot. yeah, yeah. Like what was that? Like Conwango extension or whatever would just be backed up because of the, <laughs> the one light. And it was just like, yeah, one time having a stoplight here is, is an issue and more. And, you know, that's gonna yeah, the really entire city up. of 15,000 is all in the park tonight. Yeah. Going through a stop sign downtown. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the only, I think the only time I ever like possessed a firework, I mean, it was more like accidental. It was when we went uh, for a senior trip down to, uh, like spring break down in Panama city, Florida. And do you remember Kinger when the neighbor just came over? She was like, Hey guys, I thought she was going to yell at us for like being too loud or rowdy or something. She goes, basically I have a shit ton of extra fireworks. 
I just, I just, I'm going to throw some of these extra ones in your garage. If you guys want to light them off, <laughs> oh we're just like, I don't know. I, I guess that's how they make peace offerings around here. Uh, just, you know, kill I'm fireworks. More, as you just told that story. I'm wondering if that was like a psyop situation where she's like, all right, let's get these guys to set up some fireworks. So we have a reason to call the cops on them and like <laughs> get them out of this. Like, little. we were in like a little, like apartment complex kind of situation, right? That one. I'm just thinking that lady might have been peace offering. That might have been trying to find a reason to get us kicked out, but I'm, no, I'm I, just, I vaguely remember that. I'm just going to say just from looking at the woman, I, I think she's just a big firework lady, but yeah, you never know. That that does sound like a very on-brand Panama city thing to just offer your, That's fair. your visiting neighbors, some fireworks, just some extras lying around. Uh, yeah, that's pretty on brand for me too, because I was up in the hometown in PA. Uh, as soon as you cross the border, you see all those different like firework tents and stuff, just selling like Amish markets of <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> the wife was like, "What? Why is there just tents and signs?" And I was like, "Well, I think it's like a legality thing when you cross the border." Uh, but we did not set off any fireworks. We did do some boating. Uh, all in all, pretty good stuff. Oh, another very on-brand small town, like hometown thing. Zig told me to be prepared for one specific guy on the dam up there to just be ripping his boat up and down, like running his boat so fast that he would like fly up to the one end and refuel it and then run it back down. And you're he, gonna let us take a stab at this, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah for the record uh he no showed us we got some pretty heavy uh, rain out there like one of those comically heavy rains when you're caught out <laughs> on the water too so that was a pretty good stopping point for us like we never really had to make a decision of how long do we stay out here because it just like monsooned on us but all in all good forth all our appendages are good as well um so I'll get into some other weekend stuff here in a, in a couple segments, but before we do that, uh, the inspiration for Kinger coming on this week, I just want the, the whatever you want abbreviated version of this story, Kinger, because in my mind, I had you basically tens of years ago in a very similar situation to Bob Huggins, except you were dead sober if I'm remembering this correct. Yeah. Yep. So heard this on the pod last week and I was thinking about that story. So it was, uh, when I was at culinary school, so I'm probably realistic. I'm probably 18, uh, at the time, but this is a, it was on a Saturday when that took place. But so on a Friday night we had a, and we honestly got did, uh, we had a, a, a DD had a guy that was going to drive, drive for us. We were going to a party that night off campus, took my Jeep. Um, this guy was, was stone cold sober. He was working the next day. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think he was just sober in general. And so he was our DD. He was driving and we just piled in probably six people in my Jeep and obviously had some roadies going to this party. And <laughs> well, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, at the time. Was, Being yeah, 18 and whatnot, roadies seem right. yeah, appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Down a couple more beers in the, in the car on the way over. <laughs> went to this party. Came back that night. This guy drives us all back, so no whoa, issue whoa. that night. No, do not skip over the party scene. I need to know what the Culinary Academy party scene is like. <laughs> oh, I think this was like, yeah, this was just like a house party where like someone had a house off campus where, I mean, it's nothing 
it, it, it's nothing different, like too crazy from like a regular just college party where everyone just wants to drink. The only difference is probably the age difference between people is a little bit broader because you have more people that are like mm, coming in later, twenty five to yeah. thirty mixed in with you know true a kind of college aged eighteen to twenty one year olds or whatever. So that's okay. probably the only only big difference, but made it easier to have. I, we I gotta ask. There. I gotta ask too. Is food expected at these things? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about that. I'm uh, sure. Um, last last ridiculous question for me. Just expanding on that. Yeah. Why Why am I picturing somebody in the back over top of the uh, over top of the flames, just doing some sort of hibachi grilling back? Right. There? Right. No, I, I'm sure someone like had the grill fired up and probably threw some something that would be not at a normal party on that grill. I'm not sure what it would be, but yeah, nothing too wild though. I mean, we're still. All right. Know. So for the most part, standard college oh, party. Yeah. Standard. Okay. DD, standard party. DD required. A little, dis- little disappointed. I wanted it like either super, super boring or like super exciting. You know, yeah, people like jumping out. Of- going on, like it was like, I'm yeah. chef, but, you know, late night drunk. No. Yeah. People jumping out of the windows and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> no, anyways flinging. So that, that part of the across paint. the room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that night ends pretty much, you know, right next day I was driving to Buffalo for some reason. I can't remember if I was just heading home or if there was something going on there, but so I'm next morning driving my Jeep was that cross 90 must be. And I'm just cruising, cruising, get, you know, obviously get a, get a, tra- a speeding ticket. Cause you know, I was trying to make good time, get pulled over <laughs> by this like state trooper. And I remember the one detail about this was that like where I got pulled over, like the bank was kind of <laughs> steep. So like the cop came over to my or came over to the must have been the passenger side. Then that makes sense. Now, some reason he was on my <laughs> side. I'm trying to figure out why he was on my side. Driver side as opposed to passenger side. Correct. So you're talking He's to him through the driver's There's like a bank on my side. So I must have pulled over towards like the middle. I'm trying to like the median. Maybe I'm in the middle somewhere. Because it was sloped up, he's standing there, and he kind of having to like crouch down to talk to me a little bit. And he's, you know, of course, like license registration, yeah, no problem. You know, he's kind of asking where are you coming from, all this stuff. And I reach over and open the glove box, and a couple empties fall out <laughs> of the glove box on the floor. And I remember just thinking, like, oh, that's not good, you know. And uh, luckily, somehow, the way this guy was standing, he was like above my roof because of this like incline. So he didn't see them fall. Must not have heard him. Must have been like busy doing something else. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, well, I, you know, like they kind of like fell and a little bit rolled under the seat. So they're a little bit. And yeah, I just went the rest of the, like, gave him license registration, you know, gave me a speeding ticket and like was sweating it the whole time. Wipe Nothing that liquid ever- off there, officer. If you, if you look, yeah. if you look there, the, the, the letters on that registration started to get watermarked, yeah, but, uh, went there. yeah, it's, it's a little bit of Coors Light on that one. Sorry. About yeah. That. I totally forgot about the bank of the vehicle coming into play there. That's such a key <laughs> detail to, as to yeah, how he missed the fallen cans. And the other thing was like, I mean, obviously I was like stone cold sober at the time. It's middle of the afternoon again. So it's like, I wasn't. As, as nervous as I was at the time of like, oh, I don't know what that means to have like empty alcohol containers in New York. I, don't I, think either. I think that's a thing in New York a little bit more about having alcohol up in the driver. Someone in the in the chat or whatever, or the text line can, can text in if that's something that's real. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much the story there. I mean, obviously it, it sounds worse than it was, but uh, got away. <laughs> Oh, wait, with just a speeding ticket there and, and no, uh, 
for sobriety the, test or anything. Right. And for the record, you were simply, people know you as a recycler. You were simply taking those cans up across the border to a state where they yeah, could be recycled. Again, the Wegmans. Yeah. 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 Everyone knows you as a recycling guy. We know <laughs> that's recycling. a thing. So. And then lesson learned, he goes garbage bag from now on for all empties. Garbage bag behind the, behind the passenger seat. Yeah, just keeping them. Yeah, you know which one bothers me the most? It's the rudest uh, wounded soldier to leave is behind the seat and like where it looks like you could put a magazine, whatever that little slip is for, to yeah. to pull that thing out, jam a <laughs> can in there, and then leave that. That is the rudest thing you can do to someone's car. <laughs> That's such a good call, yeah. Yeah, I don't just, know, man. Like, we were going into a house party, and these guys threw them in the in the glove box rather than take them in the house and just throw them away where we were going. So I thought that was a little bit glove box is weird. Glove box is like that's had to have been their first roadie. I mean, I don't know what we that's going, a that's a yeah. panic move or something. Yeah, it, it wasn't like we were going somewhere. We're like, oh, like leave them in the car because we're going out in the woods. We don't want to drop, you know, leave or anything. Like, we were going somewhere where these easily easily could have just been carried in with us. Whatever. It, yeah, pretty Obviously inconsiderate. Make, make would it, back, yeah, that would have been funny trying to hear you explain to the cop how those were in there too, but probably for the best that you didn't have to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, that yeah, that's fantastic. That's what I needed. Uh, so let's move on. Let's go game balls. I don't know if you have one of these, Kinger, but Trav, you can kick us off with a game ball. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. <laughs> All right, so I guess my game ball goes to uh, I can't. Uh, well, I do remember her first name. I'm just going to leave it out. Uh, her name is Miss. We'll just call her Miss Bacon. She's a PA out here, like a like a clinic, like a like a primary care office. Uh, finally, finally signed up to get uh, started on some Propecia to grow my hair back. Scheduled an appointment. Oh, went I over like there. This. Went over there. Uh, she starts talking to me. She's like, "What are you here for today?" It's like, "Wanted to get start, wanted to get started on Propecia, trying to grow my hair back." She's like, "Oh, okay. Does it like fall out everywhere? Is it falling out in clumps?" Ask me all this stuff. And then she's like, "I looked up the I looked up the dose of what I was supposed to start on." And she's like, "It's uh, it's uh, she's like, I'll start you on five milligrams." I was like, "Oh, I thought it was supposed to be one milligram." She's like, "No, I'm I'm gonna start you on five, which I thought was a little bit insulting." Uh, it turns out, so I, I double checked it when I left the office, and that was the, she wrote me for the wrong dose. It is supposed to be one milligram, not five, but I didn't want to like call her out on the spot. So uh, I picked this stuff up first before I realized that. It turns out the five milligrams is for like prostate enlargement. Um, <laughs> and for what it's worth, I don't know if that was like a shot at me, but like she never checked my prostate, she never checked my hairline or anything. She just threw me on the wrong dose of Propecia and kicked me out. So um, uh, game ball to her for uh, get me on Propecia, but uh, game ball rescinded for putting me on the wrong dose. Wrong I don't dosage. know what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. Maybe maybe break them. Are they breakable in half? You could start yourself on some two and a halfers. That's what I thought, Snake. I like where you're. I like where you're at there. I keep getting a call from Costco too that says I have a have a prescription ready for pickup. So like maybe there's another one over there, which is super ironic too. Cause all the times I call people and leave a message and tell them that they have a prescription ready for pickup. So that's usually CVS really sure. pharmacy. I think Yeah, oh, that's usually CVS. Yeah. This was Costco. So, 
Wow, this is a big step in the pod. So we'll need updates on this. Uh, I don't know if that is that stuff supposed to help you grow the map back or just hang on to what's there. So I think 60% of people can actually regrow hair within six to nine months or something. So okay, this guy's working with PEDs. I, honestly, I just like to at least hang on. It's like right here. It's this side particularly. It's <laughs> just going. I just I always think about that quote from from Kinger. I'm glad we have you here today. Um, I know what you're someone had say. mentioned someone had mentioned about how their their hair was on point, and Kinger said that no, it's actually coming to a point. And said on point or coming to every, a point? Yeah. Every every <laughs> single time, every single time I wake up in the morning and I brush my teeth and I look at myself, I'm like, it's really coming to a point. It really is. So, just been beating yourself. Yeah, up yeah you just it. need to just need to get that razor out, man. Pretty soon here, just just lean in. Go with it. You already wear hats all the time. Just be a hat guy. We know we know plenty of those fellas out there. They're just hats for the rest of their lives now because they gotta hide it. Just pretend like it's still going all right up there. I think the silver lining here, Snake, is maybe we could maybe I could uh, speak with one of the Propecia uh, executives and get him get him on here uh, as a sponsor. So we'll see what I, I can would do love a little meet and greet on here. Give us some. Let's talk side effects. Maybe some. Burn oh, them. you want. You Burn want a deep activity. dive? Yeah. Yeah. I'll and let you Google this. Yeah. A little, yeah, yeah. little uh, sponsorship opportunity there as well. Yeah. I, think. I was going to say, you could you could Google the side effects if you want. You don't want to know. Yeah, I didn't like the sounds that. Segment silver, silver lining, you know, for how your hairline's at and turning gray. So that seems pretty good. <laughs> I don't like the sounds of that prostate stuff. I don't know. I have to look into yeah, this. This woman's trying to shrink my prostate. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what that was. Can make about. you piss less then, or yeah, that's one of the prop. That is one of the problems. I'll give you that one. There's a couple different ones that you should Google before you start the medicine. But the one that she the one that she told me was you might have a hard time taking a whiz, basically. So a hard time pissing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice for like a concert. Uh, <laughs> yeah this is like performance enhancing you, yeah. you could be tailgating for a whole day and <laughs> yeah. not have to run to the wow the Tra- trav hasn't left the tailgate yet he hasn't had to piss once yeah, he's, a- he's on pb <laughs> <laughs> you haven't ever broken the seal this hair looks good too yeah. <laughs> his prostate looks questionable from here but uh all right um who do i have a game ball for oh i, I got an easy one I already kind of touched on this game ball to whatever flicker was outside my house on the actual July 4th. So that would have been Tuesday night. So Tuesday night, the Sunday scary set back in. I actually went to bed fairly early in an attempt to combat them because I did do some Tuesday boozing. Somebody decided to go fireworks on the 4th of July itself, which I can appreciate, but that does seem like I don't know. seems like you missed a couple windows of opportunity there between like the Saturday and the Monday. Uh, So they started at about eight and I wish I was exaggerating, but it just seemed like they had like an entire crate. And instead of doing like 20 minutes of fireworks, they're like, let's stretch this out. And they would just shoot one like every five minutes. So I think it went from like eight to quarter after 11, just fireworks outside our house. Which was fun for the dogs too. That was an added bonus. Uh, so game ball to that guy, whoever you were. You really got your money's worth on those things. I hope you had a nice little audience for that show. 
Um, how, how does how does somebody not call the police at some point? <clears throat> I, I'm not sure. And then I even checked. I thought there'd be like quite a bit of complaining on the neighborhood page, but not a ton of activity, to be honest. I don't know if huh. I was just like oriented the wrong way in our bedroom or what, but um, patriotic yeah. can't, be, can't be mad at it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just one of those deals. It's a holiday. So I guess you're allowed to do yeah. what you got to do there. Yeah. I think if I was picking a day, uh, if I was a weirdo that like fireworks and I was lighting them off and I was picking a day, I, I agree with you. I think Tuesday probably would have been Tuesday would not have been at the top of my list. Be low think, on the, yeah, I think Monday, Monday sneaky good because to me Monday Monday's I treated Monday good. like a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Saturday Saturday's probably second. I'd even say Sunday instead of Tuesday because at least Sunday, like if I'm keeping somebody up all night, they just have to tough it out for one day. The next day, yeah, and probably you know, half the country it. wasn't You're even off. working Monday. Yeah, right. Yeah, off. I was gonna say the whole weekend really was fair game. Probably from Thursday to Tuesday at noon. After that, everyone's everyone's getting back into it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know about this guy, but I had the Sunday scaries right about then. So the short week oh, was nice. Oh, game ball to the short week as well, though, because yeah. starting out the day on hump day was nice. I was like, damn, tomorrow's Thursday. Like, as hungover as I am right now, <laughs> we're almost there. <laughs> Did you get after it on Tuesday? Yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> little uh, bit. Uh, I, got, I, I got a game ball for you. Oh, I love it. Throw a game ball in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go game ball to my brother. Um, I was out visiting him out in Utah last week or so. So um, we did some hikes. We went down to southern Utah, and I sent, sent you guys some pictures uh, just before we got started here, so you can kind of see what I'm. I'll, I'll do my best to describe it, but you'll have some some context there. But this one particular hike that we were going on, um, I can't remember what oh, it was called. Uh, spooky and something else narrows in like Southern Utah. I, I'll find it here. But anyways, the, the way this trail was, the whole idea of it was you're like hiking through these narrows, which is like a tight Canyon that was made by water kind of coming down through those of you who've been out to Utah might know what I'm talking about. But this one in particular, reading the uh, all trails description was basically like, this is the tightest tightest narrows trail in utah those who are claustrophobic like should not go on this should not go on this hike and we read that description and i, I flat out said like hey i am a little claustrophobic i'm not a fan of tight spaces like that like, i don't know if i want to do this um they talked me into it so i'm like okay you know they pretty much said like hey at any point we could we could turn around we can back out whatever like it's fine so no but the we get the effed up thing is if you went through something real tight and then went through something tighter and we're like, I got to turn around you'd have to go back through that first one. That you right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was more so like, Hey, if we get up to a point where it gets super tight and you're not comfortable, we can always back. We can always just turn around kind of thing, <laughs> but you're right. So that's where I'm getting to. So in the, one of the pictures I sent over, I'll try to describe it for those listening. There was a sign there at the trailhead that was basically just a, a a standard street sign, pretty narrow, and it's kind of, and it had two poles that extended down on either side of the sign. It just said, basically, if you can't fit between these two poles comfortably, do not go on this hike. And the poles are about twelve inches apart, and and it was saying like this is the most narrow part, pretty much so you can size yourself up. Big fella, stay behind. Um, so we go on this, we get on this hike, and we start going. And the way it worked, it was kind of. 
it was kind of a loop, but it was in, cut into two sections, basically. So you get through the first part of the narrows, and then there was a second part to come back out on the other side. And on the, to start, first off, we get to the front of this trail. It's probably about a 15 to 20 foot scramble, like up into this thing. Like you're having to kind of climb in there. And, I, you know, and right off the bat, I thought, like, I don't even know if I can do this little part. It's pretty, pretty challenging. But anyways, we get in there. And the first bit, you know, it was, it was tight. You could still see out the top. We're talking maybe 20, 30 feet above your head. You're kind of looking up and you can see skylight, but you're still in this pretty tight area. We get through the first half of the hike. few tight areas, but nothing too crazy. You know, nothing, maybe half a doorway was the tightest part, but you could kind of get through it pretty quick. So I was feeling pretty good after the first half. We, you kind of come out of it. Was going into the second half again. It's called, it was called like the spooky trail or whatever on that side. And we got into, and at this point, you're kind of going downhill out of it, but we got into some sections that you were in there side, you know, you were as tight. I was on my side, tight as could be, could not, like, if I was looking forward, I couldn't spin my head to look the other way (laughs) without my face hitting. I just... I can't, I can't believe you're doing this. This yeah. is uh glorified uh, spelunking or whatever it's called. Yeah. It, that's what it felt like, you know, if you just kind of flipped it up and you got some day- daylight above you and it started, I mean, we were getting pretty deep in there where it started getting a little bit darker, a little bit colder, a little bit dark. And you're, I'm just like, this is not okay. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little, you know, to your point, I'm like kind of beyond the point of returning on this one. But my brother, the reason he's getting the game ball is because he just kept telling me, you know, he was in front of me and he just kept saying, yeah, yeah, it's opening up up here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the whole time, yeah. The whole time. We'd go another 40 feet, you know, shuffling through this tight little area, going around stuff, having to step down, going around. Yeah, yeah, it opens up right up here. So, he, so kind of game ball to him for one, because that kind of kept me calm from, you know, honestly believing it was going to get a little, <laughs> a little open up. It did get worse before it got better, but we got through it. But uh, yeah, there were some pictures there. It was, yeah, I felt pretty good to, to walk out of there. I, the worst part of that whole thing, though, was we didn't we didn't really see anyone else the whole time until we got to like the tightest part, and they were in front of us. So not only could you not go as fast as you wanted to go, because you had to wait for these people to maneuver. So now you're just kind of actually stuck waiting in this really tight area you're kind of looking back like maybe i could go back but yeah so that was very unfortunate we did finally get to a part just wide enough for us to be able to pass them and keep going so we were able to move a little bit quicker to get out of there but uh but anyways yeah game ball game ball to my brother for for lying to me for 20 minutes as we were going through some some pretty uh you know facing my fears of claustrophobia (laughs) don't think don't think they're gone but you know at least i know i can get through that so that's, that's nuts, man. Gamble yeah. to you for even even getting anywhere near that. I I I'm gonna like put a restraining order on myself. Ten miles away from that thing, not allowed anywhere closer than that. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I, now that you're done with it, this is fair to ask. Do you know if it has any uh, risk of flash flooding? Cause I know like yeah, caverns yeah. like I mean, that can flash flood. So it was, did we like look at a forecast or is that out of the question at this place? No, no. Yeah. You definitely look, I mean, that was, that was one of the big things it said too. Like if there's any rain in the forecast, like just don't risk it. Like don't, oh, cause like especially God. out there, it can kind of turn pretty quickly and 
even if it's a small chance of rain, it could cause an issue. But yeah, that, that was like uh, also on that sign, I believe, warning of like, don't okay. do this for all these reasons. <laughs> that sounds really uh, fun. Yeah, that, it was a blast. It was, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great day. So that's a game ball. It does, it, honestly, it seems like it uh, could have qualified for dumbest thing I did. I mean, he survived. Yeah, I didn't know how to spin it. I kind of wanted. I didn't know if I should give the game ball to the the family in front of us that <laughs> we couldn't get around, or game ball to me for doing it. Or yeah, there was. There was I like it. I that. like it in the game ball hole. Um, Dead or alive? Do you think we made it? You know that kind of thing. But <laughs> but uh, we will get into dumbest thing I did. I I have an encounter with nature as well, and. Uh, kind of a trail hike as well so i can kick us off i told you guys in advance i know i win no matter what you brought to the table with dumbest thing i did this week i would win um let's just start like this when's the last time you guys think you were stung by a bee like honest to god stung by a bee confirmed like pulled a stinger out of you uh nephew's baptism like oh no actually my wedding i got stung I got stung in in the back and then like six months before that I got stung at my nephew's baptism. But before that, probably 10 or 15 years. Okay. Well, I was expecting the answer to be 10 or 15 years. So you've been stung twice as an adult. Kinger. I can't, I I can't think of a time. Yeah. Me neither. I I can't think of the last time. Last time I got stung. I think I almost even remember it. And I was like eight on my porch. Like I feel like getting stung is a thing that happens to kids and apparently Trav, but (laughs) So recently, recently. <laughs> so I believe this was on Monday the third. We took one of the dogs for a walk, and they opened a trail by our house. So we walked over to the front of this trail. And there's like an entrance sign to it, and she had been on it, and I hadn't. And we maybe take like ten or fifteen steps into this thing, and it kind of wise left and right. And like I said, she's been on this, so she's like, we're going out to the right. As we start going to the right, um, I can't be more than a few steps into this. And before I can even like process what's happening, I get stung on the neck. Like it's most definitive sting that I can remember, like takes me back to being a kid. I was like, wow, that's definitely a bee. And I like take a second to kind of collect myself. And I'm like, hold on, we got to turn around real quick. And we walk like the 15 steps back to where the trail sign is. And I'm like, there's got to be like a stinger in my neck or something. I got stung by a bee. And she's like, oh, yeah. And her eyes kind of light up. And she's like, wow, there's like a there's like a huge barb in your neck. And she pulls this thing out. And it immediately hurts like really bad. Like I was like, I can't. I'm really surprised how bad that hurts. Like, thankfully, it's like localized to one area. But uh I'm like seriously taken aback at the pain level that this bee must have caused. Never saw it. Uh, didn't do anything to bother this thing. And I kept telling her that. I was like, that's really weird because I didn't like swat at a bee. I never even saw a bee. I don't think I did anything. Like it just flew into me and stung me. And it, it didn't even like feel for me. It just immediately stung me. <clears throat> so anyway, we talk about that. And we start walking back towards where we just were. And I think we even had a conversation about, I think right there is where I got stung. And then as we walk past that, 
we were wrong. So the place I got stung hadn't happened yet. Uh, she starts yelling and she's getting stung like repeatedly. And then before I know it, I'm getting stung repeatedly. And I eventually just yell out some instructions. We need to run. So we start running. And even as we're running, I'm still getting stung. Like bees are chasing us. I'm killing them as they're stinging me. I must have got stung on like every appendage multiple times. I think I have like 30 plus stings at this point. And she has like five or 10. The dog seemingly has zero, which is remarkable. Um, so the the dumbest thing I did comes into play here because A, I should have exercised some common sense, but B, after Googling this, can you guys imagine a couple things we did wrong in this scenario? Yeah. One, returning to the scene of the crime. To the site, to returning the to the scene of the crime, and there's apparently a couple different reasons for this. So would you have guessed that the first B is like a signal B? Like they basically have a kamikaze. Okay. These guys, and they send this, this effort out there and they say like, go see what that is and sting it. So when it stung me, apparently it releases like a bunch of pheromones or something, whatever comes out of the venom. And it basically signals to the rest of them. Like, as soon as that venom's released, like, okay, here comes, like, the predator is now marked. So then we just walked <laughs> right back into wherever this nest of bees was. We're pretty sure they came out of the ground. Uh, so maybe a little bit of a life pro tip here as well, but for multiple reasons there, to, even besides the fact that I got, like, marked by a stinging bee, to walk back in there was very stupid and to not process the fact that, like, that first bee was definitely just doing his job <laughs> as like an alarm yeah. bell. I would have never that was thought stupid. That in my head. Yeah. I would never been like, Oh, I just got marked. But I think going back to the, where, where I just got stung and being like, yeah, it was somewhere in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I would guess the part two was like, I know they say you have to like remain relaxed and not like run flail, try and kill them because that just like makes them swarm more. Is that right? I-, I think you're correct. But I think as soon as I, oh. as soon as the first yeah, one no. got you, which I'm had, had already got me, I think you're cooked at that point. Oh, sure. You're already marked. You're going at, I, I'm thinking about the, wasn't there something on Jackass the one time where like the wild boys did something with like, I think you're right. I like don't like move. And, like, yeah, one of them was like not getting touched at all. The other one was just getting <laughs> all of them were the fact he was sprinting around. They were trying to tell him to calm down, and yeah, that could be. That sounds yeah, sounds like probably easier said than there. done. But I think you're right. If you are covered in bees and you can somehow remain calm and not move, I don't know what the end game. I guess they would just get bored eventually and fly off you. But no, yeah, I think you're you're. As I started killing bees, I was definitely yeah. putting myself more in harm's way as well. Yeah. So uh, I was going to actually use, I was going to use the kamikaze term as well. Cause that, that that's what it felt like last two times I, I got stung. Fortunately for me, <laughs> I probably would have re- returned to the scene, but I was like walking by and I think they came and got me and they went back. So um, both times. They die as soon as they sting you, right? That's that's like why I was calling him kamikaze. I think that's yeah. a suicide yeah. bomb. Yeah. I thought you were saying he went back, so I was trying to. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Oh. No, uh, also, how long no. did it take you? Sorry. Yeah. 
I was going to say I didn't go back. Um, oh. So the uh, I don't I don't know about the. Is that true that the bee dies? I like to think it does. I think if the stinger better. comes out, it does die. I think <laughs> that seems like something that someone told us as a kid, and we still believe. I don't think it's true. I think it's true, and I think not every bee stinger. We concluded we got stung by bees because the stingers came out. I think like if a hornet stings you, I don't think it's ass falls off. I think it. Really a wasp. Or yeah, I think it can yeah, get you multiple times. Yeah, but I think a bee dies. Don't. Don't quote me on that. That's more of like a funny ass Ooh. fact. But anyway, you get just, the whole way back to the house before you before you were in the clear, or was it just outside? Man, the we trail? probably ran like a hundred yards to the left of that Y trail, and then we were obviously confronted with how are we supposed to get back. So then we had to climb through a bunch of thorns to get like back into residential areas because we couldn't return for a second time. <laughs> yeah, at that point that would have been the very dumbest thing I've ever done. So. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> so hey, I can, fool I can, me twice. Yeah, I walked into uh, a bee's nest twice, second time voluntarily. So that's right, the well, dumbest thing I did. Go ahead, Trav. Okay. Um, so things are getting real out here. Uh, my wife is appropriately has been like, hey, you should need to try and put the figure out how to put the car seat in your car. So I don't know if you guys know how complicated this is, but it's actually like a relatively big deal. It's a much bigger deal than you think. You can't just throw a car seat in your car and take off. Uh, <laughs> so you basically have to put a, um, there's like a base. There's like a base to some car seats. So basically I had to put, the, she asked me to put the base in my car. So I put the thing in there and then believe it or not, I swear to God, you're supposed to like go over to the fire department and ask them to like check it out and make sure it like looks okay. <laughs> So I drove over to the fire department and I uh, had them check it out, put the car. And then I actually like, they showed me like how to put the car seat on and everything. And so it was safe and checked it out, made sure it was all good. So now I don't have a child, but I'm just driving around with the car seat in my car. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty wild. It's wigging you out a little bit. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It feels pretty dumb. Like if I was in an accident, like I can just picture somebody being like, Oh, thank God your kid wasn't in the car. And I'd be like, Oh no, they're not alive yet. Well, have you, have you processed the fact that I think this is weirder at some point in time, you're going to drive to a hospital with two people and you come back with three. It's the weirdest. <laughs> it's the weirdest thought in the world. Yeah. I, I guess the technicality to explain here too is like, so now that the base is in like, and it's good, like you're really not supposed to move it. Like I could, but like, why would I move it if the fireman just gave me the thumbs up? So like, I'm not going to take it out. So I just, <laughs> it's just in there now. Uh, what's pretty what's, wild. What seat do you go with? Probably right behind the driver, right? So I think it is car dependent, but okay. with mine, you could either go, you can go on either. You can go on either side um, technically. So well, what would you go with? Oh, I went driver's side. Yeah. Okay. You got the, yeah. Oh, yeah. you got the mirror going on the headrest yet? Uh, not yet. No, that's, I think that's on the baby registry. If anyone's listening to this and wants to send it my way, <laughs> uh, need, I need this. Is, these are all necessities. I definitely need all this shit. So, um, but yeah, no, I went with the the Dwight Schrute method, just you know, safest safest seat in the car. Um, yeah, you know, right behind the driver. Oh, good so. call. Yeah, good yeah. call. Yeah, I I can't express to you how excited I am to listen to this podcast here in about a month. I just want to hear <laughs> update. If you can please have like, hopefully he's updates or something. Just give me. I just want to hear the play by play. Like, haven't slept in days. Like, yeah, I want I want just, transparency too. I, I don't want yeah, I want, like, I want the like 
this isn't the best, you know, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I don't need to hear that all the time because everyone always says that. Like, I want to hear the, like, holy shit, this is, this, this is. What an insane oh. blowout I had at oh. three o'clock on the diaper. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I'll be able to get, I think I'll be able to give you that. Um, I could also give you the, the medical explanation behind the, the, the uh, things that I'm experiencing as well. So uh, it's a double dip there. Um, yeah, that probably will just turn child. into <laughs> what you're experiencing or what the child's experiencing. Uh, both. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to need a psychiatrist the, for I, this part. I can give you the, I can give you the physiology behind both. So Trav's medical corner will probably just turn into like Trav's dad hour or something. Baby yeah. hour. Yeah. Great rate, rate of hair loss pre and post child. That's not really <laughs> if we can track that. You might need all five milligrams, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought that might be a good way for me to grow it but try and grow it back really fast um for the pictures and stuff, but <laughs> all right, well that's terrific. So Travi is driving around <laughs> with a car seat in his car. How is that the dumbest <laughs> thing you did, by the way? Just not knowing how to install it? <laughs> <laughs> Kinger thinks it's pretty dumb. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> he, he can't even control himself. I mean, you don't think the dumbest thing I've ever done is me driving around with a car seat in my car? How old is with your no kid? child? Minus four weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. Happy for you. Excited. This is all just uh, just in good fun here with all with everything going on. I, I I'm just waiting for like what else you'll say is like the dumbest thing you did that week was like. You know, I thought my kid could eat yeah, tried, tried to breastfeed it myself. Tried to breastfeed it yeah. three in the morning. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, we'll lighten things up. Uh, little DOA, <laughs> dead or alive. That's always fun in games. Let's let's hear who's dead or alive. Oh, holy cow! Okay. Um, I have uh, John R. Cash. Johnny Cash. Okay, Johnny. AKA Johnny Cash. I'm fairly confident on this. Yeah, me too. I think he's dead. I think he's dead as well. I think we'd hear a lot about him if he wasn't. No, I I agree. Um, you'd think he would have heard a lot about it when he died too. He died in 2003. I feel like we would should be old enough to remember that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I wasn't. I that wasn't doesn't like shock. That doesn't yeah, shock me. Yeah, I know. That, that seems about right in my brain. It's yeah. he would have been old then. I feel like too. So. All right. All right, another John here. John Osborne. <laughs> Does anyone know who that is? Is that Ozzy Osborne? It is. Uh, that is oh, okay. Ozzy Osborne. Dead or alive? He's still alive. I'm pretty. I, <laughs> Dude. I want to say he's still alive. I feel like something crazy, like he's. I think that guy's been out of the game just long enough. Like you could tell me he slipped by us seven years ago or something. Like just long enough. God, I want to say, and I'm I mean, completely making this up. I want to say I almost saw like a headline like he like performed recent, like within the last year. Good like, call. Like, on a, Hold on. on Good yeah. call. He was on the Post Malone album. He just flipped really? me. I think he's alive. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's alive. Yeah, okay. Yep. You got them both. Nice. Two bunnies. Just any more just brain busters. Just teasing. <laughs> just teasing you guys for next for next next time. <laughs> All right, well, I have some travia that will maybe be uh, a little more of a brain buster then. So, Kick us off, Snake. All right, let's go to travia here, not necessarily sports. Uh, I just read that the hottest day on Earth ever since they ban- 
began recording this statistic happened on July 3rd, 2023. Also the day I got stung by the bee, not saying there's a correlation. (laughs) What do you guys think the average temperature across the globe was on the hottest day ever on earth? Oh, so it's a global average. Oh my gosh. Can you give us like a, what's a, what's a We're, normal day global average? I'm trying to think like how to no, throw that. No, that's not how this wow. game works. Fahrenheit, you can guess uh, in Fahrenheit. I'm ready to get ridiculous. So, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the earth is, I guess not a lot of the earth is frozen. A lot of the earth is water and there's only a, what percentage of the earth do you think is frozen? Can you 10%? <laughs> I shouldn't throw stuff out like that. I yeah, should just, I, I should just I, take a guess. I, I would throw out a number like I think the average was you know ninety. I'm just saying. I'm like just saying that's degrees on average because I think there was probably places it was like 120, hundred and thirty. That seems hot though. That seems very hot. Ninety desert. What, and then like what in, were you guys even in the coldest spots? I bet you it was like fifties, forties, somewhere in there, maybe thirties in the coldest, but yeah. Off yeah. I don't know what you, like, what were you guys working with on that day? We had probably 95, 98 here. It was hot. Yeah. I mean, it was a hundred and whatever down in Texas, like 105. So yeah, I think 96 degrees I, on average. I don't know if snakes trying to trick us or not. I, I'm not going nineties. There's no way. <laughs> I kind of don't want that. No, lower. Oh, I kind of even don't want to get, <laughs> I'll go 79.9. Okay, Travi's closer, and you had the right thought, as in, I guess there's enough cold on this earth that the hottest day ever on earth is 62.62 degrees Fahrenheit across wow. the globe. Yeah, Kinger, you got me so... I was going to go 60s. I, I was just you know, thinking how much like the Middle East tropical areas are always like above 100. Yeah. And so like, that's a pretty good chunk of the earth, like averaging that's above 105. I mean, Kinger, were you in... Oh, you were in Texas. You weren't in Chicago, but I'm guessing it was 90 degrees in Chicago. Chicago. Still 90 something here. Yeah. Yeah. You think yeah, about I mean, the latitude yeah. line on that. You're like, okay, if everything from there in between the right. like, yeah, opposite. It's not crazy. South America, Africa, Middle it's East. Not, it's not crazy, Kanger. It's not crazy, but. Yeah, 62 scary, is low. Pretty scary. Okay. All right. That's, that's a great trivia. Okay. And my other trivia, this is. We're going to have to figure out how to play this. Let's just start winging it. It's Carl Weathers trivia. So we figured out what, probably five or six episodes ago, this man is still alive to our surprise. <laughs> and, uh, and five and five years ago, we also figured out he was alive. <laughs> yeah. So multiple <laughs> times we've confirmed. DOG, that's garbage pod. Yeah. Confirmed this man is alive. So let's just do a little biograph, biography fun fact stuff. Where do you guys think Carl Weathers was born? It's a major city. Uh, I'll give you its southeast region. Southeast? Uh, Atlanta? Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, southeast. Yeah, Yeah, good guesses. Maybe south central-ish. Norfolk, Virginia. No, good guess on the first few letters there, or the sounds of those. New Orleans. He's a Louisiana <laughs> guy. Okay. Now into the good stuff. Uh, do you guys think Carl, Carl Weathers attended college? Yeah, I think he did. No, probably not. 
I think he went to a JUCO. He did go to college. I think he did start at a JUCO. He was playing a sport, and he transferred to what is today a major, I'll just say like a Power 5 school. I'm pretty sure. Uh, this might be a group of five school. They're on the border. Tulane? Nope. So he went out west. Uh, this is like late night. This team would play like Hawaii. Nevada? It's on the no, right I track. Just did, I just did Mountain West. Diego? So. New uh, Mexico, New Mexico State. Kinger pretty Utah much State? just Kinger pretty much just said it. San Diego State. San Diego, San Diego State. State. Okay. Uh, what sport do you think he played at college? Football. Basketball, this would be different. Foot, he is football. football. <laughs> so would we like to guess a position on Carl Weathers? <laughs> I picture him as D end. Cool. I think he went like leaner or heavier than like with this guy, like O line and lost a bunch of weight, or did he go like corner? <laughs> I like- go. Yeah, let me go. Let me go like uh, linebacker. Let me see. That guy was playing linebacker. Kinger steals it. Well, it's kind of a technicality. He was a linebacker, but I think they were putting him on the edge a little bit. He's coming off like the edge. He's a, mo- he's modern, a modern day, modern day oh, edge yeah. guy. He was very good. This guy was like an all American linebacker at San Diego State. Uh, did not get drafted for the record, uh, but he was a free agent. Played for. I think he played for the Raiders, said he made a bunch of tackles and then got cut. I don't know what that was all about, but he played one year in the NFL. It sounds like he did well. Uh, our last Carl Weathers stat here, just of his just of his personal life. Uh, who wants to take a guess at number of spouses for Carl? And so I read his wiki page, so I'll let Kinger stat, take a stab at it. I think I know the number in my head. Feels like it, it's like a, you know, probably more than you think. This goal is like five, five. <laughs> I think he's on it like at the same time, or is it like divorces? It's like four or five, like exit. Are we saying like simultaneous? Like, uh, style. he was taking year breaks. It appears. Okay. Okay. I was Give thinking he's four. on number. I was thinking he's on number four. Uh, I believe he's on number. He has three divorces confirmed. The last one being in two thousand nine, and based on the turnaround time. So the first marriage was 1973 to 1983. Then he was married from 1984 to 2006. Then he was married in 2007 to 2009. That was a real short one. I did not confirm if there's a fourth wife. I think there's only three wives for what it's worth. And Carl's a single man today. Oh, uh, but I did appreciate the quick turnaround on all on all those. That's pretty impressive. It's like the guy always had an iron in the fire sort of thing. Like, well, sounds like uh, Rod Squad in high school. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, that's it. I think that's Travia. Yep, just the Earth's Temp and Carl Weathers. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a Travia Kinger? No Travia for Kinger. But this no. segment's getting kicked to Kinger. This is a debut segment. Kinger's culinary corner. I know uh, yeah. you have some words of wisdom for us. Why don't you kick off with that, and then I'll hit you with my really intelligent question. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I was thinking about this every time I listen to the pod of like, hey, we could probably give some tips out to the, the fellas and the ladies listening to the pod. Just some, some tips for me on 
the culinary side. So for for the guys out there, you've got quite a few, you know, new husbands or in a relationship, living with someone, what have you. My advice for all the fellows who don't like to cook, maybe don't cook. Um, curious, do you guys cook in your households? Are you guys the ones whipping up the, the grub? I made some food tonight, but very rarely. I have limited rarely. skills. Shout out Game Ball to you, Kinger. The thermometer that yeah. you got me for my wedding has that's made a world of difference. Anything I'm grilling out there, I have a little bit of confidence in my game now. I'm not going to yeah, give yeah. food poisoning to my roommate. Your room, yeah. So that, that segues well into my first piece of advice for all the all the fellas or ladies. If you're not whoever's not the the dominant cook in the kit in the uh, household, learn how to make two dishes really well. Be known for two things, and and just it doesn't take that long. You probably research your bets longer than it would take you to figure out how to, to cook something. I you know, want these dishes really well. YouTube, whatever, you, whatever, you know, Bon Appetit is probably my favorite website for finding out how to make a good version of something, but learn two dishes. You'll be known for them. You can pull these out whenever you're in the doghouse or just, you know, to, to get some brownie points around the house, cook, cook up a meal, make sure it's something that the, uh, the roommate likes. But uh, that's my first piece of advice. To go deeper into actually the culinary side of this, I would say it's summer. This, this applies year-round, but mostly in the summer when it's grilling season. Biggest piece of advice for grilling proteins, chicken, steak, whatever on the on the grill, marinate the protein before you take it out there. But look up a marinade, put that, put that piece of meat, put those chicken breasts that you're buying every week, your chicken thighs, whatever, throw them in a marinade in the morning, How at long? lunchtime. I mean, okay. few hours. You don't even. You don't need. If you can do it overnight, that's great. Throw them in at lunch, and they'll be ready for dinner. You know, even today, I, I, I personally, my go-to is using just buying pre-made pesto, throw it on chicken, marinate it in that, throw it on the grill, and, and you will throw it on chicken or throw it on salad, throw it on pasta, whatever. Um, but you can look up the whole bunch of easy marinades. Usually, add some sugar a sugar source, a salt source, and then your, your flavorful liquids, Worcestershire, soy sauce, this combination of all these. Make it spicier, make it not, but that's my one piece of advice for everyone. Uh, super easy, makes every dish that much better. Next piece of advice, everyone probably has bought one of these or received one of these in the last four years, an Instapot. It's a pressure cooker. It's not that hard to use, but you can make some easy, seriously good grub in a pressure cooker. If you just do a couple additional steps than just throwing everything in there and covering it with liquid. Uh, I don't know why this is, but that thing has saved us multiple times on like, oh, we forgot to take something out of the freezer, but we'll cook it 100%. in there. And it like yep. takes, it thaws it and cooks it faster exactly. than humanly possible. That, yeah. An hour, two hours at high pressure. Yeah. You can, you can cook stuff very quickly, very easily in there. Look up, obviously, every, there's a million recipes online. Um, but my, my additional tips on top of those recipes that probably call for it or not, but um, for like, especially red meat, like if you're doing like a stew or a, a roast or something like that, sear it first, sear it on the, on the uh, on a pan on the stove with some oil, get it all brown on the outside. You're not trying to cook it through or anything, but that just develops some extra flavor that will make a world of difference in your final product that comes out of the, the pressure cooker. Um, and when you're cooking chicken or anything in a pressure cooker, you can do boneless, skinless chicken thighs and things like that. But this is a good, good opportunity to use like bone in 
chicken thighs or breasts, anything with a bone in it, that bone actually helps add a, a ton of flavor to mm. whatever else you got going on in there. So those are, you know, a few small things, but they go a long way, can be applied to lots of different meals. Kangaroo's Culinary Corner. That's got to be the first oh, real, like, worthwhile advice ever given out on this podcast. Those were, those were actual tips. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of things here. So I'm, I'm going to start off by saying here, the last time I was at uh, Snake's House, Kinger, there was, they had a little uh, thing up on the fridge that was like their meals for every day. And that boned me because uh, my wife's got that thing now. It's on my fridge. Yeah. And basically she'll be kind of like, well, what are we going to do on Tuesday? And it's kind of like, you know, putting the pressure on me. So uh, number one, you ever find anything that's pretty simple and you think like uh trav could make this pretty easily send it my way um because i could use it i'm gonna start like maybe <laughs> throwing together yeah. a document of some easy dishes i can make or something because um yeah I, I i have a lot of uh i don't have a lot of skills uh in that department so uh i'll, I'll kick us off here with a question uh so how cru- <laughs> how crucial is the type of oil that you use to to cook with does that matter whatsoever yes and the reason behind it mostly behind it depends what you're doing with the oil if you're trying to like fry or saute or anything that's high temperature certain oils have a higher smoke point so it means that the temperature it takes before it starts to smoke on you so things like olive oil or extra virgin olive oil have low smoke points so those are more better geared for lower temperature cooking so when you're not trying to like deep fry or anything uh also salad dressings and, and different things like that. Uh, things like canola oil, peanut oil, um, those I'm have just, a lot higher I'm, smoke points. Vegetable I'm gonna, oil. Okay. I'm going to throw avocado oil into the mix. That That's a good one. Um, okay. Well, that's grape, what I use. That's what I use today. A high smoke point. I want to say avocado oil is relatively low smoke point. I'd have to quadruple check that, but I feel pretty good I about things. S- I see that stuff point. in our pantry, Trav. I stay away on that. I'll get yeah, into the yeah. olive, but I had to, yeah. I, I leave it alone today. I had to, it said extra virgin olive oil. I was like, I was looking everywhere for it. I can't call my wife and ask her where it is. I just said, F it. There's no way she'll ever know when avocado oil. And I would, I would agree with you, Kinger. I felt like, uh, it's, uh, started to like, uh, smoke or stick a little quicker than if I used the yeah. extra, extra virgin yeah. olive oil. Um, all good oh, though. Did, olive oil shells have a low smoke point. I, I would say, if no, you're yeah, to fry I was surprised by that. Okay. Yeah. If you're trying to fry something, uh, that's a good time to pull out the vegetable oil, canola oil, peanut oil. Like okay. Cause smoke point. man, yeah. I had, I had, I had canola oil at my disposal and, um, I, I don't know why I went avocado oil. I actually, I do know why. Cause I bought that thing like a year ago for another recipe and it's just been sitting there. It still is like 95% full. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to use this. Um, uh, sorry, snake. If you have any questions, you can go next. I have, I have a couple more. Um, these are actually the next two are fairly sarcastic too. So, okay. I hope you have this question on your list. Uh, Kinger, you can answer this with one word if you want, or a few sentences. Is turkey chicken? <laughs> I don't even want to answer that. Okay, that's um, a no. That's a no. Okay. I love yeah, it. Best not- explain that. Best way I can explain it: chomps turkey stick. We're also looking into making a chomps chicken stick. Two different products. Oh. Two different product lines completely different. Oh, okay. Confirmed. Well, they're both. 
Yeah, it those fouls, for all those that are confused sitting around the Thanksgiving <laughs> table. They are both um, foul. Let me give him a real question. Um, this is something I run into when I make uh, like a pork uh, crock pot. Like I'm going to do pulled pork. Okay. Sometimes the recipe will call for like, oh, throw this and that in there. Ends up being like, I don't know, uh, some sort of like uh, some sort of liquid that she always buys. God, broth, apple cider broth, oh, apple cider oh, vinegar. Okay. Calls for multiple things to throw in there. Liquidy. Brown sugar. Yeah, spices. Yep. Yep. When I get done pulling apart the pork after it's all yep. cooked through, personally, I find that stuff in there pretty disgusting. But apparently, it's supposed to be like this gold standard of like marinade or juice. Do you reuse that or would you strain the pork at that point and get all that liquid out of the crock pot? So you're okay. Um, My personal problem with it is if I don't try and strain all that liquid off there and I put it into like a Tupperware, then I get this gross thing of like oil inside yeah, like the gel yeah yes the, the, the gel fat, the, the sick gel, gel stuff it's grosses me out yeah um so two things i mean i'm thinking about when i had m king barbecue and we did all that pulled pork we would always have we cook the pulled pork in foil trays and you would have a bunch of the fat and everything kind of collecting at the bottom and we would leave it in and mix it in when we were shredding the pork but that was more so when we reheated it. That way, when you reheated heated the pork, it didn't get really dry. Um, my advice to you, you probably don't need as much as the as like what's called for in that recipe. There should be probably a little bit at the bottom of the crock pot of juices, fat, flavorful liquid, whatever you want to call it. But not enough that you're like swimming in it or like, you know, feel like you could. Yeah, because quite a, a bit of liquid's going to come out of the like the shoulder yeah, itself, the right? Yeah. Right. Right. So I would, uh, yeah, if I were you, I would dial back on how much broth you're adding. I, Cause you honestly probably could get away with minimal liquid, uh, if any, at the base of that, just kind of season the pork or even marinate the pork overnight in whatever, and then throw it in the crock pot, cook it overnight or cook it all day. And you'll still get enough of that at the bottom. That'd be so I don't know if that was your question. Your question was just that's, basically. That's how I'll take a run at it next time because yeah, I'm very best. anti excess juices by the time I'm done with the product. What you could do if you, before you shred is pour off some of that liquid. If you wanted to, before you shred the actual shoulder, <laughs> that, I mean, would, it would be a little tough. that would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, and then keep that on the side. And then if you feel like you need to add some more back, you can, but then you could kind that's of meter it that way. That's a good call. Okay, Trav, you got something else for him? This is rhetorical. You did a, mention, actually, a, was it a website? Is it Bon Appetit? Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. Yeah. Bon okay. Appetit. Usually behind a paywall, but you can find some good. Um, oh, okay. You can find them for free, too, on there. But okay. they usually have, like, best versions. If you're trying to make whatever, you know, a, an apple pie or something like that, they're going to have the most, like, the best techniques, versions to go about it for the at-home cook they have a really good i think it's in birmingham alabama is where their test kitchen is and they they make a lot of youtube videos there as well but um they do probably the best job as far as like translating how to make really high quality food and and translating it for the average at home for like a for like a fourth grader um right yeah yeah Yeah. so uh this is based on you know this is that uh, if it's behind a paywall 
you're probably not having this problem when you're reading those recipes, but I was just curious, like whenever I try and find a recipe online, why do you and all your buddies feel inclined to start off every online recipe with your life story or some other like BS? So I'm like scrolling for like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, to yeah. isn't that ingredients. the worst? Ingredients are at the and then bottom. You get to it, yeah. And then it's constantly like reloading. I have to like try and move around. Uh, it's, Million it is the absolute worst. It's so, de- it, it makes me not, it makes me not actually want to cook at all. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really, that's a good observation. I, I also get frustrated with that whenever I find a recipe I want to make and it's, yeah, you're right. You're scrolling forever. You have a million ads pop up and then, if your phone phone goes off or a screen locks on you when you're halfway through it, you gotta open that sucker back up. Yep. No, the fingers screen. are always covered yep. and the hands are covered Thank in something you. at that time. So uh screenshot would be my best advice there. Take a screenshot of it. Keep nine, it up on the front. Nine times no, out of ten. Fit. <laughs> nine times out of ten, fit. Trav. It's like I th- the recipe calls for this, but personally my kids love when I do this. Today was probably the today was probably the worst one I ever had. It was full fledged life, full fledged life story. It was basically like, as I sit here writing this, looking through the screen door out at my children <laughs> playing. I was like, oh my god, I might have to find another recipe because I I don't think I can take this person seriously. <laughs> I did not come here to read your life story. Um, That's a good call. We got to get rid of that horse. You know what? Any other any other questions from you, Snake? I have one more, also relatively rhetorical. Yeah. Hopefully this is quick. Kinger, you explained this to me in college. I'm going to hit you with it again. Uh, I gave you this observation. You actually agreed with me. If you burn pepperoni, it pretty much turns into bacon. I'm 99% sure you agreed with me on that. And then you even explained to me why that is. I mean, uh, pepperoni is a pork product. So you are starting with pork with fat. You're rendering it down just like you would a pork belly you have more seasoning in there in the pepperoni than you would on bacon. Um, they're both cured meats. So, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting a, a a version of bacon that is, you know, (laughs) it's chopped up. It's, it's, you're rendering it down, making it. I thought the answer was going to be way more scientific than it probably already is almost bacon in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's the same, same pretty much. Too bad uh, Downey Boy didn't ask us if is bacon pepperoni. We could have given him a free pass. <laughs> yeah, he could have been. Instead, he went with two different. Instead, yeah, yeah. he went with two different birds. Um, uh, last last question. Uh, like I said, uh, relatively rhetorical. Um, how does anyone enjoy cooking? Oh, man, yeah. I'm watching I mean, the I'm watching the bear right now. Oh, so good, right? And I think that's I think that's my worst nightmare being in there. You want to talk about claustrophobic? It's hot, it's sweaty. <laughs> no one's enjoying themselves. Uh, you got people yelling at you. No thanks, I'm all good. It's a cooking um, show. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I really recommend I, it. And I would say even me in my kitchen alone, no one yelling at me. Not super hot. Um, still also don't enjoy it. But yeah, I, I I mean I mean I think Mitch, I think I've given you an answer on this one years back, and the best the only way I can explain. I guess like a passion for cooking or, or food is like I'll spend a lot of money going to a restaurant because I want to eat that chef's food and try their tasting menu or what have you. And it's the equivalent of buying, you know, those perfect tickets at a playoff game for a baseball game, sitting behind home plate, willing to spend the extra money to be, you know, I guess it's just kind of like whatever your interests are. I, I know it's not for everyone, um, but 
Yeah, that's what I mean. It, I enjoy it. I think it, I also, obviously, having gone to culinary school, it's not nearly the, the struggle or challenge in the kitchen for me. It is where I kind of can, uh, you know, unwind for the day, put on a podcast, and just kind of cook, and I enjoy doing oh, that. But. I think that's I think that's completely fair. I was uh, more so making fun of myself. Like, I feel like if you actually sent out a survey, I bet you more people than not uh, actually do like cooking, but me, myself, um, just can't figure it out. Maybe one day I'd say the only thing I do enjoy a little bit Kinger is I do like throwing, I do like, uh, chopping up some shit and throwing it in a crock pot. And then knowing when I wake up, like, uh, you know, it's going to smell good and taste pretty good. That's about yeah. the only thing I can do. It's hard for me to like saute a bunch of stuff and then like put it all together like tonight. And then I was like, Oh, perfect. Now I have uh, 12 dishes to clean. Um, once I'm yeah. all done with this yeah. that I just did 30 minutes ago, that's kind of hard. I so, forgot I the cleaning part does suck. Um, yeah, but that sounded like it's pretty much that's just why I got a roommate. <laughs> one person, cooks, one person cleans up. So straight <laughs> off those nights. That just sounds like that for you. And I get this too. Our inability to like improvise or know what we're doing obviously takes away the relaxation aspect of it like exactly yes yeah, i'm always to, i'm gonna make the wrong decision i'm gonna do something stupid the avocado oil i thought i was seriously i thought i screwed it up in the very beginning that's the first step put the avocado oil on i was like there was like put the extra virgin olive oil i was like perfect i don't have any so yeah i'm improvising i'm already stressed how's I'm your short-term memory too because if it requires like three quarters of a cup and i'm working with like a quarter cup I'm like, I don't know if I just put two of those in there <laughs> or six. That happens no, to me no, all bad. the time. No, mine's bad. Um, if you ask me like 10 minutes later, though, how many I put in, it's like I could remember better than like in the moment. I don't know. It's like a short-term memory thing. I don't know. It makes no sense. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, that just goes back to my first tip, which was figure out how to cook two things really well. Like <laughs> you, once you get those two things down, you won't have these second guesses. You'll learn all the, you know, you make it a few times and you'll just be in your that'll be in your, your toolbox, your wheelhouse that you can get after. I mean, completely agree though. I mean, those who don't have like knife skills or just some of those basic cooking techniques, like I, I completely can see why that would be a <laughs> stressful, <laughs> stressful thing. So sometimes I'm cutting, sometimes I'm cutting stuff, Kinger and I go, thank God Kinger's not here watching me. Like that was literally, <laughs> that was my whole night tonight. I was cutting something. I was trying to cut open a bag to get like the ground beef out of it. And it like, it went and it like literally it just like barely nicked my finger and like went out like this. And I was like, Oh God. Kinger's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, culinary corner off to a hot start. Maybe we'll just start tackling that ourselves when Kinger's not on here. Trap. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, we'll just start taking, we'll just, uh, uh, that, that sounds infuriating. <laughs> Walk my dog. Screaming. Kinger told me to make a couple oh, dishes. God, well, are you kidding me? <laughs> turns out i had a lot of cereal in the house and yeah. if you combine that with ice cream shit's actually pretty good dessert <laughs> i love that <laughs> all right uh let's we got to touch on travis medical corner because i have a let's question go, for you we'll go we'll go abbreviated i think my question i think you can do this in a sentence or two i think it's pretty straightforward okay. i won't speak for kinger's question i'm pretty sure he has one but i'll throw you mine uh, why are old guys always just leaking farts and do they know they're leaking farts? I think it's just, I think it's just a reflex, man. And that's just like all, all of that stuff just starts to like, uh, it's like the sphincter tone just starts to go on you, man. Over time, just like 
wears away. You just you start to lose it. That's why they're like, I don't know. Constant, I don't know. It feels like there's yeah. Just I'm picturing like nasty everywhere. Worn out nasty. gasket or something like it's just not yeah. holding anymore. So so they but they you think they know that's passing through there and they did that or no? <laughs> do I think they know it's passing through? They probably do. Maybe they're just kind of, yeah, maybe they're just kind of get used to it though. And maybe they also <laughs> probably don't really care. There's definitely like a, there's definitely like one of those, uh, you know, charts X and Y where it's like, as you get older, you know, just the last shits you give. I don't know. So uh, there's probably okay, something so part to of this question too. is maybe uh psychological sort of thing too. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'm good. You good now? I'm good. Kinger, do you have a medical question here? Uh, I guess it's kind of a question I can, I could go into this one. Um, maybe it's more of an observation, but you know, we're all over 30. We're going, we're getting up, you know, getting up there a little bit more in age. I've, I've noticed how stretching is getting becoming more and more important in my life. I, I, I want to start stretching so bad. Yeah. And I don't, I still, as yeah. much as I know I should, I just, I still don't stretch as much as I should, especially like post runs or post workouts, but I think I had the most like come to Jesus moment after doing uh, several hikes and my lower back just tightened up to the point where I was like <laughs> struggling to walk around the one day, like to like got some dry needling done in my back, just to try and loosen everything up. And it was basically just all those muscles tightening up. So I guess the question or advice I can try and ask for Mitch is can you explain to me what, what stretches are going to help the most? I know they always talk about like it bands and whatever, like everything in your hips, everything like you should be doing these, all these, all the, all the stretches that hurt the worst, but why is that exactly what, what's it? I mean, I guess I know kind of, but like, do you have any advice, I guess, and tips on stretching we should be going after that do the least amount of stretching to get the most benefit. What's a, yeah. What, a fair, what do you think we should be working? Question. Like stretch uh-huh. in the morning, stretch in the evening. Do you really have to do them both? Any sort I mean, of it's, maybe it's more of a PT thing. Any sort of advice? Yeah, for us? I'm wondering if this is. Yeah, I'm not much of a PT guy. I mean, I'd say in general, you're just. I, I mean, clearly, you're just more likely. Uh, we call people like us that try and go out and do like regular activities like we used to. We call them weekend warriors. Basically, you're just more at risk to like, you know, pop your Achilles or whatever terrier mcl or whatever i mean in general i don't think you need to just wake up and stretch twice a day i don't i'm not like a huge believer in the i feel like the stretching after working out is definitely smart but i feel like that's definitely more of a try hard thing i'd say it's more so like don't the next day don't try and go out and like do it harder than you did the day before i mean that's that's how you put yourself at risk when you're like overdoing it i would say I mean, some sort of light, like dynamic stretching is always the, the best way to do it, I guess. Like, obviously we used to do like the, you know, bend down, touch your toes and like that sort of stuff. Um, but realistically you should do like, I don't know, high knees or leg kicks yeah, or I was something. Just gonna say, is that the kind um, of, you know, hip flexors kind of inside, outside as you're rolling your knees around, that kind of stuff. I felt like that always helps, but yeah, I just, they always asked me, like I had a, went and got a massage not too long ago and the masseuse was just like, you got a roller at home? I'm like, yeah, I got one of those like foam rollers. She's like, do you use it? I'm like, no. She's no. Like, yeah, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> no. Like, oh, all right. So that's yeah, yeah. 
stuff must be noticeably tight. There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely some. The foam roller does work. I I don't know much about the dry kneeling, Kinger. I've never heard, I've never had anyone recommend the dry kneeling. What was your opinion on that? It seemed to help. The way uh, she described it to me was basically, basically she just like jammed this needle down in like the really tense, like tight muscles. And like you were trying to get like a twitch and the twitch, I guess, was kind of the release of that muscle because it was so like seized up. It would like help and release all these. So it's acupuncture. Chemical, Isn't that yeah, an acu- that's acupuncture, right? What's the difference yeah. between acupuncture and dry needle? Same thing? Uh that's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, it sounds uh, right. Massage, uh, massage is one of those things definitely uh definitely in favor of. Seems like it really does work. I guess going back to your original question with the stretches, I would say if, if you're only gonna warm up for like, I don't know, two minutes or whatever, I feel like right. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm definitely probably hitting like ha- I'm probably definitely hitting hammies and back personally um yeah i, yeah, I could say I have, from like, our kickball games we've had three people now all pull like their right hamstring trying to sprint to first base and it's like yes, well you probably yes. haven't sprinted in a week <laughs> yeah since the last seems, time you were here yeah. seems, seems to be the first one to go the other thing i'd say too i the other thing i'd say too with that is is you gotta get the quad stretch too because um unfortunately problem is is like you know they're definitely like uh you know, kind of counteracting each other, so to speak. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely get the slip the quad in there too. If you have time, if you, if you have an order, I would say, um, back with like the Cobra and then the, what's the other one called child's pose hit those two. And then I would say, um, maybe do like some light, uh, uh, what do they call those Frankensteins for the hammies? Um, and then maybe hit a couple quick quads if you have some time. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like I would make a, a big improvement, and I think high knees, high knees. I've already tried to incorporate Frankenstein's and high knees. Starting other- off every run with like a good, you know, first few minutes going like obscenely slow to warm things up, which makes sense, you know, to actually do a warm up as before you get going. But I feel like for years I would just, you know, that first song would hit, and I just go out the gate trying to, you know, fastest split was the first mile, and then I'd just be. Definitely, uh, definitely run a little faster when I warm up, but I just really don't like to do it. Sometimes I just yeah. like to have at it and just see what I can do. And sometimes I can, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's a good, good answer. I appreciate it. All right. So that pretty much wraps us. We're going to get into the text line before we do that. Uh, we will use this opportunity to talk a little college football. I know Travi has some conference previews lined up perhaps that, uh, you can touch on as many of those teams as you'd want to in this moment of time, but we'll just kind of use this as bigger picture. Maybe what we're excited about any college football, hot takes, anything along those lines. And then if you want to get into any of the, uh, independent conferences, whatever you had down, right, that's not a bad idea. That's not <laughs> a bad idea. Why don't we just tease it? Um, we can save. So, I'm an idiot. I've been deep diving college football more than anything. I'm also just like not sure what to do with my time anymore. I can't really travel or anything. I have to stay here locally. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of sit around and uh, think about college football basically all the time. Uh, I think at the before mentioned July 4th party, I think someone asked me, I'm not even sure what they asked me, like how work was going or something. And I just immediately flipped it into college football talk. So we'd got a little bit of that in on 4th of July. It was like, honestly, pretty nice. Uh, but I've been 
basically deep diving every conference. Um, just finished up Maction today. I did Mountain West. I did uh, Sunbelt. And I did uh, CUSA, as Jake likes to call it. <laughs> I didn't know that was like actually a thing if people call it CUSA. I love that. Um, so I, I deep dove those four. Um, we'll we'll kind of go through them um, next time when we have a little bit more time. I, I also did deep dive the independents. If we want to dive into that real quick, do we want to get into some general college football? Like well, now uh, that you say that, you know, I would just simply like or- I would just simply like to point out. I think at the time of airing, there's only going to be 49 days until the first game, and we're going to have God knows what, like 12 or 13 conferences we want to talk about. So yeah. I'm doing the yeah, math here on one episode a week. We're going to have to start, start chipping away at multiple conferences per episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I've got it down. I've got a full preview, but I've also been highlighting abbreviated points that we need to go through on the show. So it'll be like, hopefully, hopefully like literally 20 or 30 seconds of team sort of thing. Give you the full rundown. There's been a lot of realignment. So, you know, I need to get you filled in on that sort of stuff. Uh, speaking of week zero snake, I was thinking that we do need to do some sort of happy hour event for that where I don't know, we get some sort of contest or pool or something where the winner uh, gets to come on the show or something. Um, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll, just put that on the back burner for now, but maybe we could chat about that. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, you know, maybe get Propecia to sponsor it or something. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious to hear your general thoughts. Obviously, we could go on for Penn State about for I don't know three or four hours if we wanted to. We'll maybe table that or just briefly your well, thoughts on Penn State, uh, the Big Ten, college football in general. Uh, where are we at? I, Who do I we would, like? Yeah. I uh, would not like I wouldn't go as far as to say at this point in time, the only team I'm really familiar with is Penn State. But I do have some maybe some bigger picture questions uh, looming. I'd be very curious about some quarterback situations. Uh, I don't know if you guys are in luck. Maybe you already have a head start on this. Like, I would like to hear thoughts on like what's going to happen at Tennessee and what's going to happen at Texas, for instance? I I can tell you I can tell you Texas. Okay, so, please do. So one is so one is Quinn Ewers, already been named the starter. Number oh, two, I already missed this. So th- they have a starter. It's it's Ewers. Yes, and uh, the backup is going to be the other dude, um, who's also a stud, supposedly big dude, um, top recruit, maybe from like. A uh, year or two ago is going to be the backup. And then I think Arch is going to like mop up duty. Maybe I don't think he's going to play a lot at all. He's going to be third string. Like if Quinn gets hurt in the Alabama game, the other guy's going to uh, jo- uh, jog in. And I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now, but um, he's, he's probably pretty good. He's probably starting at a lot of other schools. Looks like Malik Murphy, Richard. That's it. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. I thought we were, I- maybe just listen to one too many off season podcasts months ago. I thought we might get some arch Manning buzz. No, like you might this. see, you might see arch and mop up duty, obviously, but I don't think, I don't think you're going to see him playing any like meaningful downs this year from what I understand. Oh, that's disappointing. All right. How about Tennessee? Do you guys remember that Joe Milton guy, like watching him play football? Are we taking that seriously? Are we concerned here? Or? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I actually wanted to bring this up. I want, yeah, I, I kind of wanted your thoughts on Milton and uh, if we're, how have we flipped on Michael Penix or not? Because I think, I think with Milton, I haven't flipped. I still don't think I've seen any. I'm, I'm, I can't take the bull game seriously. I'm not going to go into this year thinking Joe Milton's going to be Hendon Hooker. And uh, Michael Penix, I'm, I better guess that guy too many times last year and lost, but I think I might do it again this year. <laughs> I'm uh I don't know about you Kinger. I'm one for two on those. I I'm still cursed by watching uh Milton at Michigan and being like that should work, but it just doesn't. I don't believe in that guy. I can't imagine him being like Hendon Hooker. And as far as Michael Penix goes, that's like a fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. Oh. I have no choice but to <laughs> I'm taking Michael Penix stock this year. Oh, okay, man. I thought I thought you were going to fool me again. I need to be. Uh, yeah, I wish time. I wish I had stronger takes on this, but I uh, I'll just I think I align more with what Jake was saying more than anything. Like, yeah, there's too many of these guys out there that I've just been convinced they're not good, and then they they I've gotten burned so much. So I kind of have that. Um, I, I lost a lot of money betting on against Michael Penix, and then it was yeah. just like how many sixty yard bombs. It's kind of like him and Hendon Hooker both. It was like, how many times do I have to watch that? Where he's pretty good at throwing that deep ball. Like, maybe I should stop betting against this guy. Maybe he's actually good. I don't know why it looked like it did in Indiana, and now it looks like it does in Washington, but I think that guy's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, probably probably those around him, right? We always say about that, like sporting cast. Um, my hottest take I can throw out there, I don't know if we guys, sorry if we were done talking about those guys, good transition. Fire away. I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping this is Lee Corso. No, no, no. We're I'm, I'm going in. This is this is a new hot take, but it's just something I've started like like what what would happen this year that would make me just kind of like pretty frustrated, pretty angry. I mean, obviously we can talk about Penn State, we're not gonna go there. I'm Michigan Notre winning. Dame. Oh, Notre nope. Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming back with one of their bullshit seasons. They find a way last year. Yeah. They had some terrible losses. They found ways to beat good teams, found ways to lose to bad teams. For some reason, something about Notre Dame this year, they're going to turn it around and somehow I think I'm with you. They're going to lose to Ohio state. That's a given. Mm, I think I they find know. a way. I think they find a way to beat USC just because. And then at Clemson, I, I'm just never betting on that game again. I've lost enough money in my <laughs> lifetime to bet on Notre Dame Clemson. Been on the wrong side every time. I just I don't know. Notre Dame stands up. Hey, I, I I don't know. What? So I just yeah. think Notre Dame's gonna be in that conversation at the end of the year when we're trying to find those final four to make the playoffs. And somehow, you know, I don't know exactly where Penn State's gonna land out. I'm guessing a loss. Maybe maybe we're walking. Maybe we're we're on the fringe. We didn't make the Big Ten. I don't know, but somehow we're gonna get screwed. Notre Dame's gonna be somewhere in the mix. <laughs> this is a yeah. This is a nice transition, Kinger. So we'll, we'll kick. We can we can kick things off here real quick. Uh, Notre Dame uh, over under. You guys know they're at eight, uh, they're over unders eight and a half for this upcoming year. So it's pretty low. Nine. Uh, um, they were nine and four last year. I believe I had under eight and a half last year, Snake. So they just about did it. Uh, eight and four. They did. They won their bowl game. They beat South Carolina. I was in heavy on South Carolina, fortunately. Um, I, I, 
Kinger kind of alluded to a, a few things I was going to bring up. Uh, so they're, I mean, I think their run at the end of the year kind of has me a little bit excited about a 12 team playoff because even though I felt like they could have lost to just about anyone, it also felt like they could have beat just about everyone. I don't about, I don't know about Georgia, but you know, with the exception of that, I felt like they could have beat just about anybody else. They obviously had the huge, uh, maybe the biggest splash in the portal. They brought in Wake Forest QB. They're not like a big transfer school, but they did bring him in. Um, I'm seeing a lot of similarities between them and Penn State, actually, uh, with, you know, basically you have the new QB everyone's pretty excited about. They're bringing back both their stud running backs, a lot of question marks at receiver, big question mark on the D-line, too, just like majorly undersized, kind of like us. Um, but I, I, I think they get over eight and a half wins this year. I'm going to go complete opposite of last year. I think the Ohio state game is in play. They're playing in, they're playing in South bend. I think they could win that game. Uh, let's see what else do they have in, in schedule. They kick off. So they kick off um, in Dublin at Navy. It's going to be hard not to put some money on Navy, but they host OSU September 23rd. They host USC the four, uh, October 14th. They play at Clemson 11, four, Hard to imagine they beat him again, but maybe they do. Don't, uh, with the exception of that, don't I mean, skip over got, Pitt you know, ten twenty eight, brother. Coming no, off the uh, bye is week, that, is that in Pittsburgh? Uh, hosting it? Pitt. Okay, so that should help. Um, but yeah, I agree that one. That one's a tough one. Um, I think they've got like NC State. I think they play Marshall again. <laughs> got to think they take them out this year. Um, actually, I'm not positive about that. Uh, do you have the schedule in front of you? I'm curious yeah. where you guys are at. Uh, over under eight and a half life on the line. I think I'm going over. I, I think I started to buy the Irish at the end of last year. I think they started to figure things this, out. It looks over to me. Yeah, I'm going over. I mean, I think at North Carolina state that you know, I'm looking at someone's predictions here and they have them losing that one. I think they find a way to win that one. North Carolina state's good, but I think Notre Dame's better. Ooh, does um, North Carolina state have the Oklahoma state quarterback? Where did that guy go? No, he didn't go to NC state. Where did he go? SEC school? No, maybe he stayed. Didn't he stay after all that or no? I got him for Ole Miss. Ole Miss, that's right. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a wild one. Um yeah. I haven't I haven't I really just need deep. to know if Devin Leary is still playing football in college. Oh, he is, but he plays for Kentucky. He's at Kentucky. Yeah, Devin Leary is at Kentucky. So who plays quarterback for NC State? That's really all I need to know for that. It's game. uh Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. <laughs> okay, this is like a carousel. <laughs> it's wild. It's all the QBs that we joke about, they all just shuffled around on us. So it's gonna be a really wild year. Uh, so I can't wait. I can't that just makes me excited just talking like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know. Could uh could you guys name the other three independent teams? Uh there was Yeah, I well I, I think there was I think there was six. Uh no, there were seven. So Liberty and New Mexico, uh, New Mexico state went to CUSA this year. And then BYU went to the big 12. The big 12 is going to be weird because you have the new teams that came in, but the obviously Oklahoma and Texas haven't left yet. So it's going to be like that really weird year for the big 12. Just now um, learning could, that BYU will play in the big 12 this very season. That's the first time I've yep, heard that along with, along with UCF Cincinnati, and there might be one more. That I'm blanking on. So that was an I immediate think, jumping of shit. I think they added four. I don't know why I can't remember who the fourth one is. Uh, but uh, UTSA, right? 
No, they're in UTSA went to uh, the AAC. Oh. Uh, but could you guys name the other three independent teams left? Connecticut. That's one. I don't UMass. know. The, I don't know the other UMass. one. UMass. Oh, UMass. Nice one. Um, and it's some shitty team, right? It's uh, no, no, not con. No, not really. They're military. Oh, Navy, Army, Army, Army. So that's the four. That's the four teams. Who the hell's Navy I, play for? Navy's in the AAC as well. Oh, okay. Um, I can give you. I can give you the thirty-second rundown real quick. <laughs> All right, let's do one conference today. I'll give you the independence. Fire away. <laughs> All right, thirty seconds. You can tie me. We'll kick things off with Army. Six and six last year didn't qualify for a bowl game because they beat two FCS schools. I don't know if you guys do that, but you, have to, you can only beat one. Um, if you beat two and you get six wins, doesn't count. You don't get a bowl game. Their defense was absolutely incredible last year. Thirty third in points per game. They're one of only three teams to hold their opponents to under 175 yards passing nine times last year out of 12 games. Um, a couple times they did kind of get run over, so they didn't really have to throw. <laughs> the other team really didn't have to throw, but that's besides the point. They're debuting a shotgun triple option offense this year with a new offensive coordinator. I guess the NCAA banned chop blocking outside the tackle box, so that kind of like wiped out their offense. I don't know what Navy and Air Force are going to do, but – Hopefully they figure it out. They've got a sprinkle of some, uh, they got a sprinkle of some, you know, basically every conference here. They do get LSU in October. That should be wild. They're playing Air Force at Empower Field in Denver, November 4th. Might have to dive in on that. Uh, the big takeaways here replacing the QB. Got some young guy that lit up the spring game. His name's Dwayne Coleman. Remember that name? They're, they have three matchups against three reigning conference champs, though. UTSA, Troy, and Air Force. Plus LSU. It's probably going to be a little bit of a rough year. You got but one of these for every team? <laughs> I did. I did. I sure do. Uh, over under six wins for the Black Knights. Um, I'm not going to bet. I'm not a terrorist, so I'm not going to bet the under. But uh, if I, I was leaning one way, I would. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin this one right away. UConn over under four and a half wins. I'm going over. Uh, they won six games last year. Uh, they got Taquan's back, boys. He missed much all everyone of last on, season, I think. He should be well-rested. Everyone's back on their defense. They can't play much worse offensively. They're 117th. Uh, they're getting a sprinkle of, yeah, ACC, Sunbelt, CUSA, Mountain West. They're playing at Tennessee in November. Also should be wild. They're finishing with Sacred Heart and UMass. So basically, they need to win. They have like four other winnable games on their schedule, which would be Georgia State, Florida International, Rice, and South Florida. They just need to win three of those to get to the four and a half wins. I think 100% they can do that. That's going to be one of my plays this year. I think UConn over four and a half wins. Uh, lastly, UMass, these guys are historically terrible. Do you guys have any idea who UMass's coach is? <laughs> Negative. It's someone that I, I do. I feel like it's a name that he came from a big school and now he landed there. Maybe I'm thinking of the UConn. Correct. Coach. Yeah. So he's Michigan's old defensive coordinator. His name's Don Brown. Yeah, that guy. Oh, man. I forgot about that guy. So 
Don Brown is there. I so, don't know if he's an alum. I don't know if he's an alum or not. My memory of Don Brown every year is basically that guy. I had to hear about how good Michigan's defense was every year. And I just remember us hanging like 45 on him that one year. And it was just absolutely awesome. Uh, that home game. I hate how that got- guy, I dislike that guy. He definitely steers into the, like the visual aspect of check out this old man, defensive guru with his mustache. Mustache. And, yes. Yeah. He looks Correct. like a comic character or something. Yeah. Correct. Um, tough. Yeah. Uh, dead last in offense last year, boys. Uh, they scored 13 points or less in nine of 12 games. Uh, do, do you have this for me? Was Don Brown there last year or no? It, yeah, this is the second year. Yeah, they went 1-11 last year. Okay. Their QB is somehow that guy that's won't go away. His name is Tyson Fomachon or something, Snake. This guy, he's on his fourth school. The I think Clemson he was initially... Guy? Clemson, and then he was at... Yeah, I remember it, yeah. He was at UConn briefly, I think, and then he was at Georgia Tech, I think, last year, and he played in a couple games, uh, and then now he's at uh, UMass. Uh, he's just worked his way all the way down, I guess. Um, I do think he's he might be a New England guy or something, but uh, basically this Don Brown tried to bring in a bunch of guys through the portal. He's got three guys from the U coming in on D, which is pretty exciting. Uh but basically their schedule is like quite a bit of cupcakes with the exception of they're playing at Auburn and they're playing at Penn state this year. <laughs> so we should get a good look at them. Their schedule is really not that insane. They have three matchups against Mac teams. Um, I'm sitting out there over under a two and a half. I, I do think they could actually get over it this year. Uh, don't be surprised if uh, UMass gets three or four wins this year. <laughs> I'll say it. You heard it here first. All right. Who else is left? That's it. That's it. Four. Okay. Um, wh- which of those over unders? You got a gun to your head. You're picking one lock from the independents. Who from the like? independents, it's hard to pick just one. I I really like UConn over four and a half wins a lot, and I really like Notre Dame over eight and a half. Gun to my head, I'll go Huskies, just from the standpoint of because you like I, Jim Mora. No, uh, because I don't want to like sit there and be rooting actively rooting for Notre Dame. Yeah, that would game. suck. Yeah, that would suck. All right, Huskies over four and a half is the play. Yeah, and you can get that minus one thirty right now. Stop what you're doing, Bet MGM. <laughs> okay, uh, it's impressive. It's impre- an impressive breakdown for sure. You put some time into that. Some yeah, effort, I can't, so. and that was like, just four independent knows. teams. I can't wait to hear what he's got yeah. dialed up for the Mac. <laughs> yeah, stay I'm tuned. Gonna, I'm gonna read the the title before I dive into the, one of those pods. Make sure I'm <laughs> sitting down, have a notebook ready. <laughs> Jot down. I feel like stuff. I have just like three hours of research to do before the next podcast now because <laughs> I mean we're out of time. We need to start previewing college football takes so um we'll save the rest of the conferences for a future episode let's wrap up with the text line text line has been sitting and waiting for a while uh (laughs) kinger has some gold submissions on there we have a few other submissions on there should we start with kingers or whatever else we got here we can we can do the other ones first i actually got to kind of remember what we got 
Uh, we had one listener submit the like official uh, flight challenge videos. I saw those which, come in. We're behind on these. Someone gave I, out uh, a bachelor party crew. Oh wow, there's there's a lot in here. Yeah, so we can we can do that one real quick. Uh, we had the bachelor party guys. Uh, we had someone throw out <laughs> um, the guy whose sole goal is to try and get laid. That's I think we might have like referenced that person without coming out. And kind of that strip specifically. club. That was kind of strip club guy for me. But it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be solely strip club guy. But um, he, uh, the person who submitted this, actually threw out a name of who he thought that might be. Um, it's redacted. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, we'll leave that out. Um, but he did have his thoughts on who that might be. Um, <laughs> I want an uncut version. We got one of those coming. I need. I need some. Of the- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's uh, good that's good so um yeah i don't know if you did you dive into the flight challenge videos because i got out my timer and i figured out today that i am less than two seconds off of a world record the flight challenge so are all those flight challenge videos from the same setting i take it that those are from a what is that one restaurant called house of beers. It's like a chain world of beers, we just, world of world beer? of beers. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I think we were in maybe North Carolina and we all just decided we were going to do one. Kinger. Didn't you own this at one point until that video yeah, came in? I want to say when we went to Iowa, I feel like I, I got a pretty quick one there. Um, I want to say you were like the record holder for a pretty short duration. And then, yeah, EV I think it was like a submitted and a, EV got, yeah, you guys might have might done that trip pretty pretty quick after. Um, I kind of forgot about the flight challenge. I'd like to get back at it. I'm trying to even think to myself right now, where in Chicago could I go saddle up and, and, and take a few stabs at it? But um, I'll, I'll be submitting soon. The I'd instant like head buzz from that thing is awesome. I might get into one this weekend. Head buzz and then like the stomach ache of just going straight to like a stout, a porter, a <laughs> yeah. sour, and like a three IP, whatever it is like that. Yeah, you can't that, beat that. It's not quite a bear fight. It's more of like, I don't know. Oh, it's way harder than a bear fight, I think. Yeah. It's like a, it's probably what a fight with those guys on the street in Austin would have been like. <laughs> a good okay. callback. Uh, I'll throw out another text. At, not in a particular order, Kinger. I I appreciated this one. You wanted a ranking on the most insecure refs by sport, <laughs> <laughs> meaning which yeah. sport has the worst refs that think the people are there to watch them go on a power trip. Two come to mind for me immediately. I'm thinking like Little League World Series baseball, <laughs> and then I'm thinking yes. NBA ref. When he calls the charge, that's what immediately comes to mind. There's, I'm sure there's more out there. The NFL thing's weird. The guy that used to wear the tight shirts and stuff. There's some guys like that. Yeah, I, I, my mind went to even MLB and then definitely basketball. Those are like the two biggest ones for me. Like, I think basketball refs are just guys that wish they're basketball players that can't be, and then this is their their chance to be out there with real athletes and these guys are just you know playing at the local rec league on the weekends um the basketball charge signal is insane it's like especially if it's like a call for the home team 
Like the well, fact that they're I mean, getting that into it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it's gotten insane. It's just like any other signal. It could just, you know, you could just hold, give it one of these, right? Hand behind the head, point the other way. Yeah, it's but like it's, a full gyration of hips, and it's like this big, dramatic three-step entrance into it. At this point, I feel like, like I can picture it pretty well. <laughs> and then it's like it's, a crowd eruption too. It's way funnier when they go with, um, when they go block in that situation though. Because basically they're just going with the pelvic thrust to the air, and and it's socially acceptable at that point because they're just calling a block. Yeah, it's the key and peel sketch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yeah, one. I, think, I think watching the NBA, those finals, or even just like any, any of the playoffs, there, I was just getting fired up every time. Like it, it just felt like the the ref was like, oh, I haven't I haven't blown the whistle here in a second. Let me get let me get in some of this. Let me get some camera time. And then even when they're in the wrong, they've messed up, whatever it is, like they just walk away. Like the fact that there's no like appeal process, that always just fires me up. Same with MLB, like, like the worst strike call or something like that, where it's so obvious we have cameras and this, you know, this ump just needs to stick to his guns and just be like, nope, like, sorry, I know I made the worst call ever here, but uh, I'm just going to too bad. You know, and just like, it, it just fires me up. I'm like, I, so anyway, so yeah, that's good. I like I like that we talked this through. Yeah, yeah. NFL is probably the least I would say not too bad. You know they do better. Hockey's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, no. yeah. Hockey yeah. ref, yeah. I don't think you'll ever really catch calling attention to themselves. That the only thing with the NFL, like I said, the the schmedium shirt is an interesting move. I've seen it on a few different refs, and then yeah. You have to mention the umpire that overdoes the strike three call. Like, who is that for other than himself? That That is literally it. Okay. Uh, your other submission, Kinger, the most important one here. World's great mystery submission. Can you guys please explain to me how on earth Meta World Peace was not taken out in handcuffs after assaulting James Harden? 0% chance he didn't see him there. He runs into Harden and then winds up and <laughs> gives him the hardest elbow possible. Number one, was this just a no call? Number two, what would happen if that play happened today? Okay, so Kinger hit us with a throwback to... This would have been the year of 2012, I believe. Yeah, April 2012. Kinger, I think the craziest part about this when I was looking at it is this is a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, To answer your one question, I did see he received a flagrant two foul. He was ejected. Do you have any research you'd like to get into here? Any further thoughts after diving into the Meta World Peace versus James Harden assault? Oh, so yeah. So I I mean, I first Googled it. I did quickly find like a quote from Meta World Peace, they pretty much like he says, it wasn't meant for for James. I didn't even know, I didn't know who was behind me. I just felt someone push me. I didn't know who it was. It was very unfortunate. So, so right there, the fact that he pretty much is admitting that he meant to throw the elbow, he just didn't know it was James Harden behind him, kind of solves that part of the mystery. Before <laughs> I was yeah. kind of under the impression that that was like. Everyone just played it off like, oh no, that was a, that was an accident. He didn't, 
he didn't even mean to throw an elbow there. That was just him celebrating. So now I'm reading this more. It's like, okay, no, it was pretty well. Yeah, it is a wild. It's such a wild, like, move. So when I was watching it over the last couple of days here during my research, if you look at it closely, he is wound up. Like, I think it's more of like a, I think he's beating his chest or he's like, his fist is coming across his body. He's basically locked and loaded. I think before he acknowledges James Harden is there, it's almost like a celebration turned into, Oh, somebody's bumping into me or I'm kind of bumping into them, but my elbow's in a really good spot to recoil here. Like he's almost in like the backswing of a golf swing. And he's like, I could just absolutely take someone out to the side of the head with this thing. I agree. I also think he thought, Hey, I could play this off as a celebration. I I think so too. He never broke his concentration. Like even his eyes don't move, but I'm a little perplexed. Is that premeditated or not? Because he's kind of already there with his arm across his body when he clearly decides he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I want to say I read something else. Where yeah. He said, he, well, his, his quote, I mean, there's an expression that time heals all. It's more in this case, it's more like time kind of tells all. Cause you know, they quiz him about it 10 years later and he's a little bit more open about it now. Cause he's like not going to get in trouble for it. But basically his explanation was he was basically playing the best he'd ever played for the Lakers kind of lost controls of his emotions uh, I had 16 in the first half. I was killing them. I got a dunk. When James Harden came up from behind me and pushed me, I'm like, get the off of me. I didn't know it was him. It could have been anybody. And I just, and I wasn't able to just play basketball. Uh, didn't know it was James. Said they have a relationship. They used to play summer basketball together. I guess that's, I guess that's his rationale for, you know, like I didn't, if I would have known it was James and somebody else, it would have been okay. But it, because it was James, I wish I had it back. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild take. He did get suspended, like was it seven games? Basically, he a got whole the series. He got the seven games, and yeah, he missed during the, the playoffs, which was unfortunate or like pretty steep. But like, I feel like today if that happened. I. That person out for I, I don't know. I'm trying to like equate it to like has there been a hit like that or like an impact <laughs> or any kind of, like is there anything? Well, there relatable? has. What was the yeah. most relatable one recently? Yeah, there has been. Uh, in 2004, he went into the stands and punched oh, some fan yeah, in the right. face. I'm saying like, is there anyone modern? He, he did get a. Like he did get a. Games. He got a charge for that. Um, I don't know if he got like uh, I don't know slap on the wrist. Jail. No, the I, I dove that story a little bit too. I mean that's. I mean, he got suspended for half a year. Yeah. Yeah, but he ultimately avoided pretty much all legal charges. The thing he got turned into community service, so he got nothing. The most ironic part of that whole story is the only guy that served jail time is the guy that threw the cup, and the guy that threw the cup was not the guy that got beat up. It was the guy next to the guy that got beat up. So the fact that... Ron Artest went into the stands and didn't get charged for that either. I mean, those are pretty two pretty big <laughs> charges to dodge, I feel like. And did well, I see the, he actually had a like was it a domestic dispute or something? There was something that's the only thing they've mean, got him for, and he did I like did ten that. days in jail. Okay. But my I guess my question is though, like if you can think of like in recent history, last ten years or whatever, 
last five years in the NBA. Like, has <laughs> there has there been any major like anything like that? I guess like any hits like that or any craziness? And like, did they are they just like ejected? Like, I I can't think of one. But who maybe who stomped on somebody? Guy. Somebody stomped on someone yeah. this year for the Mavericks. I mean, it doesn't even I got, compare. I got one. Um, blanking on his name. Not- Baseball player, I think it was actually when he was in Triple A. Uh, hit, I think he got hit with a pitch, and I think he kicked the catcher maybe and hit the pitcher with a bat or something. Uh, oh was, yeah, he like, yeah, Delvin he like side kicked the catcher to the mask. I remember that video. And I think he hit someone with a bat too, didn't he? Um, that guy, I don't know if he got charged, but that was a pretty big. I mean, I yeah, if you're going other suspension. other sports, there's. Did Miles Garrett get a legal charge or no? Oh, that's a that's a good one. I don't think he did, did he? He just got a suspension of like six games or eight games or something. I mean, that seems like wasn't even that long though. I feel like (laughs) that almost seems like deadly intent, like assault with a weapon with intent to kill. I was at I was at an event one time with a Browns fan. And granted, this guy was like probably 20 beers deep, but he was basically saying, well, he ripped off his helmet. His natural reaction was to hit him with it, like basically trying to justify that maneuver. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, well, man, yeah, we've lost our minds at this point. Yeah. Cleveland fans are pretty, pretty irrational. The fact that they were like celebrating Watson too this year, like making jokes about <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, you guys really do not have a, a floor, do you? You don't have a any any line that won't cross, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, can, yeah I, just, I, I thought that was just the craziest. I, I think about that clip often with uh, Meta World Peace throwing that elbow, and I just think like, did that whole stadium just watch an assault? And then, <laughs> yeah, he got like you know walked out of there, but like security, <laughs> cops, anyone, any coaches, just thinking yeah. like, hey. To that point, King, to that point, I have some good tidbits here from the Malice in the Palace. Um, obviously that incident is what eight years earlier, but a couple good points. When the after the Pacers and the Pistons got into that huge fight, including the stands and whatnot, I guess they went into the locker room and call back to Stephen Jackson here. Ron Artest went up to Steven Jackson in the locker room and supposedly he asked him like point blank. He was dead serious. He said, Jack, do you think we are going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> and the guy said, quote, are you serious, bro? Trouble Ron will be lucky if we have a freaking job. <laughs> and, uh, Jackson later reported the conversation He's basically amazed by this, and he his conclusion was that Artest wasn't in the right mind if he was even asking that question afterwards. And then to the point about arrests, supposedly like Auburn Hills police, so that must be like the Detroit neighborhood they were playing in, was basically entering the locker room to try and sort it out and figure out like who needed to come down to the station and whatnot. And the team just rushed like Ron Artest and Steven Jackson onto the bus and hightailed it <laughs> out of the city so they wouldn't have to deal with like immediate legal proceedings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that that kind of reminded me when you said that, like when him saying like 
like almost like, did you think anyone saw that kind of thing? Or I think we're going to get in trouble with that. Was like the Tim Robinson <laughs> catch with like the hot dog. Like, yeah, who did this? Like, just acting like it wasn't. Yeah, again, oh, yeah, well, it crashes through the building. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we all like pressure. Like, whoa, this is this is wild, guys. This got out of hand. Like, oh, this could be man. anybody in here. Yeah, I, I, I was just up there trying to help. I, I barely did anything there. But Jack, you think we were going to get in trouble? <laughs> just <laughs> bum rushed fans into the stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a wild character! I saw he changed his name back too, or he he changed his name back, but he added a hyphenated name or something. Did you see that? He is now. Me- oh no, he didn't change. He's Meta Sandiford Artest, born Ronald William Artest Jr but known as Ron Artest until 2011 and known as Meta World Peace from 2011 to 2020. Yeah, I mean, the guy whose last name is World Peace should not be the, <laughs> the topic of discussion here. Uh, yeah, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys didn't, you know, I'm glad you guys also thought that was a, a bit of a mystery. I just, I, <laughs> I don't know that I, I'm like got to a resolution on it where I'm like, Oh, you know, now I think about it. You know, boys like, will be boys. He did it on purpose. So that does make it feel a little bit better. They like, I'm not crazy. It looked obvious, but, uh, that man's still walking these streets. Don't, <laughs> don't make him mad. Uh, somewhere in an alleyway in Austin, Texas. <laughs> don't come up behind him on accident. You might catch a celebration in the face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad we finally hit some text line. I I think that's pretty much wraps up the pod here. All right. You guys know the number by now. 4242429156. Send us all your flight challenge submissions. Um, Make them more recent than three or four years ago. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on, what else do we have? Threads. Um, that's underscore garbage. Um, shoot us a like on Spotify. Um, tell us uh, if you have any ideas for what we should do for a pool for the first week, week zero. Send them my way. I'm open for some ideas. want to do something fun. Um, yeah, send us your DOAs. Send us all your good stuff. Send us which conferences you want Travi to preview. Oh, first. thank you. God, how did I not? How did I miss that? Definitely send us that. Uh, it's it's going to be Maxion, <laughs> or maybe or maybe the Fun Belt. Um, I don't know if that'll be up for you, but you can send it to us, whichever one you'd like to hear first. Uh, I'll try and keep those brief. I feel like I feel like that was relatively brief. What I gave you, right? That was four teams. That wasn't more than a couple minutes. It wasn't too that wasn't bad. bad. Yeah. Um, Good. Just know that I'm deep diving all these teams. For you um so keep listening like i said keep following along here uh we're trying to get through the the off season here so uh thanks kinger for joining us helping us get uh pushed through here we're getting close i think snake mentioned what 49 days till week zero so we're getting closer yep yeah thanks a lot fellas thanks for having me on thanks always fun three-time guest kinger thanks for coming on that's the pod we'll be back here next week for some fun belt preview and episode 40.
them who choose And if you don't, women have lost What a good place to be Don't believe that Cause you speak a different language And it's never Suck the argument Don't believe that 